Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 17th episode of Obscure Image Podcast with your host, Make Love, where I interview underground artists, YouTubers, gamers, inventors, and really anything in between. Uh, today, I have a really, really dope episode today. I found out about this person maybe about a little bit after my Deco Pharaoh interview, which was in 2021. So it's super dope to actually have this person on. It's like, I don't know, it's super fucking cool. I'm, I'm a little nervous for this interview. Uh, also, this is actually the quickest I've ever done research for an interview. This, this, my research for this took like maybe like, I'd say like five hours. Usually I spend like a couple days, but this one, I really fucking knocked it out and I'm trying to get this shit done. So, uh, I'm going to shut the fuck up and stop talking without further ado. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody who you are, what you're doing, where you're from? <laughs> Yo, uh, my name is Vice, uh, or Hova. I'm from Atlanta and, uh, yeah, interview time. He <laughs> <laughs> said interview time. <laughs> Type shit. Yeah. Okay. And you said you said you're from Atlanta? Uh yeah, I'm from Atlanta. Okay, okay. So before we get into that, I want to know cuz you right then you said uh I'm Vife Arhova. So how do you like so would you like being preferred to be called as? Oh, uh, Vife or or Hova. It, it really doesn't matter. You can call me whatever, but stage name Vife, yeah. Okay. So where does the name Hova come from for you? Uh Hova is just like my like real name. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay, okay, so this isn't on the the list, but like, so what made you not want to go by Hova as your rap name? Uh, Hova was just like like a moniker name. Just like people started calling me by my real name, so I was just like, eh, it's, call me by my name if you want to. But like, I'm more so like sticking to like the stage name, like Vice type shit. Okay. Okay. Especially with, like, uh, people in the community or, like, fans or supporters or whatever don't, like, calling them fans. Like, they call me, they can talk to me like a friend type shit. So, they can just call me by my name, like, their homie or whatever the fuck. Instead of feeling, like, Hollywood as fuck, just only being called by a stage name. But it's mostly Vice, though. Okay. So, how'd you start making music? How'd I start? Well, uh, I'm mostly... I got into music like at a very young age because my dad was uh, an engineer and he made reggae music. He's from Jamaica. He'd be out for months, months, years at a time doing like, gigs or whatever the fuck. And I just really looked up to like the musical aspect of things like mixing and mastering and shit like that. But I didn't like get into music, music, like rapping and uh, other shit and vocals. So I was like 16, 17, I'd say. Wow. Mm-hmm. So your dad, he would travel to Jamaica to make music? Uh, no, nah, he's just from Jamaica, but he would cruise in like a lot of places in Europe and fucking uh, Africa, like South Africa and shit like that. Oh, wow, that's dope. What the hell? Yeah, that's what. Were, were you a- ever able to like go on a trip with him? Nah, <laughs> never. I was too young. Okay, okay. I just always be like, where the fuck is dad? Like, type shit when I was younger. And he's just like, oh, he's, he's out working. Just cruises and stuff especially during the summer or whatever the fuck okay and how how old were you at that time i'd say that started happening when i was around like five or six all the way up till i was i say 14 15 yeah type shit okay so when you were like five six or seven did you know he was like making music or oh yeah i knew okay like he come he'd come and visit sometimes show me like what he does like i was ever able to see the, the stuff that he created, I was just like, wow. And then I got into wanting to learn piano and like instruments and baby steps and stuff. 
Okay. So some of your inspiration to make music came from him. Is that safe to say? Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Even though he wasn't there much, I just was just so in tune to like the art of making music. It just like interested me so much. Wow. So have you ever thought of making like reggae music or like soca music or something? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna lie. That music kind of drives me crazy now because that's all he's fucking playing. <laughs> so every time I hear like a reggae or a dancehall or like a soca song, I just be like, damn, I'm fucking bad, bro. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think I can like touch that genre. Probably down the line, if anything, but it's just like not my type of music to be making. Yo, that would be, yo, that would be fucking fire. Like to hear you like fucking screaming over a soca beat or some shit. Like, even no, though that wouldn't be reggae at that like, point, but that would be gas, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. Like screamo dance hall, bro. Man, that would be some, oh shit, that'd be some heat. Like, level shit. Nah, you 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 honest something, bro. You honest something, bro. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Tap in, man. That should be fire. But uh, so what else were you hearing? What type of music were you hearing as a kid? Uh, I listened to a fuck ton of uh Odd Future, like Earl Sweatshirt, Tyler the Creator, Haji Beats, shit like that. Cause I was like going through like some skater phase type shit. Uh-huh. I was skateboarding or whatever, and I just looked up to Tyler the Creator a lot, especially with him being so diverse with and not limiting his creative ability because i think it makes he produces he fucking does vocals raps can sing he plays like a bunch of different fucking instruments he makes clothes like bro he literally did it all and that kind of what got me into uh this mindset of like damn you can literally do anything that you put your mind to especially if it's like has artistic value see like now i make my own clothes i learned how to get how to screen print and a bunch of shit I'm learning how to produce because I don't want to limit my creative talent because if you rely on other people for shit when it comes to music, it's not going to be exactly what your vision is because everyone else's creative process is fucking different. So if you have that creative freedom to be able to create anything you fucking want, whether it's fucking music videos or making beats or mixing or just cover art, like I draw cover art now too, it's the world is just literally at your fingertips at that point and you can be able to express yourself more freely if you're if you have the creative free freedom to do that so tyler the creator i look up to him a hell of a lot because of that yeah that's fucking dope i think the biggest artist i heard speak about shit like that was um i think it was prince back in his day he was talking about that shit like just owning your masters or like i think he played like every single fucking instrument like he was just doing everything like you know he had a crazy creative process yeah, my mom, my mom used to be a fucking Prince fan. But yeah, I admire shit like that because it takes time, dedication to like, you know, because yeah. most people be like, eh, it's not my type of thing. Like, no, you have to step out of like your comfortable boundaries and learn new shit so you can make like some more innovative things. Wow. You're making me think, dog. So have, have you been to, uh, to Jamaica? No, I've never been. I've always wanted to go though. Yeah, that'd be fucking dope. You should, uh should plan a, a no lives matter trip to jamaica bro that'd be fire <laughs> and a little trip uh tour to jamaica like huh? funny as hell yeah real shit though because you know what i'm saying my dad he's um he's guyanese he's from guyana and i always wanted to fucking go type shit to, yeah. i don't know just i've never been out the country before bro i've just always wanted to but i ain't got the finances for it yeah ain't got no one to take me what shit? I wanted to go to Europe though. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I was about. So I was just about to ask that. So if the finances weren't like a struggle, where would you go? Bro, I'd go to fucking England first. Probably France, 
and fuck some and fuck some French bitches. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I wanna go to France so bad. Yo. And uh, Japan, like most definitely. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure on the list. Japan. Japan is the end goal. Japan is the end goal. Like I was thinking, uh, when I got to the point of being financially comfortable, like probably like years down the line, like three, four years down the line, I was just gonna fucking like leave America and just live in Japan for six months and just come back. Cause I've heard like so many like good things about fucking Japan. I I just wanted to go so bad, and I'm also into their culture too. Yeah. Uh. So. What's like. Like a goal of yours that you want to accomplish for music, if you don't mind sharing. Uh, for music, I I don't wanna like I don't wanna sound cliche, mm-hmm. cause like everyone says the same fucking shit. I just wanna help others, like. But that's generally what I want to do, like, with artists. Some of them are so self-centered with themselves and their own goals that they're achieving. They don't want to. They don't want to uh, think more so for the people that support them and give them the platform that they do. So how people are helping me achieve my goals, I want to help other people be able to achieve their goals and look at me as someone who's being a contributing factor. Because I just want to help others. Like even though as cliche as cliche as it sounds, it's literally the real of it. Because music controls your emotions, not. Like you be you're able to communicate with people better through artistic shit, like portraying an image, like when you're um drawing shit, or uh when you're making music, like people who have emotion. If you're sad, you're listening to sad music. You're fucking angry, fucking hate everything. You listen to loud, bassy fucking music. I just want people to kind of uh be able to uh trying to find the fucking word, blazes. <laughs> Uh, relate to me in a sense relate to the emotions because that's what music does it brings people together so outside of helping people with music what's another way you'd love to help people um i have a lot of people in my dms who reach out to me especially uh with mental illness mental illness issues mm-hmm. because i don't i don't go too crazy on social media with talking about my mental illness i have a uh, borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. and i let some of my my fans my fans well, I, I hate calling them fans bro my supporters my friends i let my friends know that and they reach out to me uh with other people who also have bpd they reach out to me a lot so i like giving people advice because i'm kind of a pessimistic piece of shit sometimes like you can most definitely see that on twitter but i try to have people like see the outer the greater outlook of life and things because life is too fucking short to be obscure and just depressing and sad all the fucking time. You're just wasting your time away. And it kind of makes you unproductive in a sense. So I want to get people out of that rut. So I give a lot of give a lot of people who look up to me advice. Yeah, that, that's some real fucking shit, bro. Because especially the last part you said, like helping people get out of that rut. Because it's so, like when you're in it, it's really fucking hard to get out. Like if you like... So hard, bro. Like, and especially oh, go ahead. with the media, right? With the media and so many people, everyone is so indulged into negative shit. Yeah. Like, negative shit, it just literally attracts them. That's, that's also another prime contributing factor of why uh, some of my music discography is loud, rambunctious, and just senseless. Because people, people are attracted to that shit. Like, people don't want to give a fuck sometimes. People just want to have fun. Like, people just want to indulge in negativity because people it's different than what the regular norm is because when you grow up you learn you learn morals you learn to be positive you learn everything like such a sugar-coated way so that's why people are more so always drifted to more more so negative shit 
all the time. Whether it's like fucking rap music, junk food, unhealthy food, shit like that. People are just like tuned to it because it's different. Yeah. And I think with the media thing, the uh, main like negative emotion that's being promoted is fear, which is very, mm. very um, dangerous because uh, fear, you know, can, uh, with a lot of things, a lot of different emotions, but fear mainly can like lower your immune system and shit like that. And, uh, that but without getting <laughs> too deep into that, how, how'd you come up with the name Vife? Okay. Uh, the V is the alphanumeric symbol for peace and Ith, like Y-T-H-E, is derived from the word scythe, which was used as an instrument um, in mythology that the Reaper used to um, banish people to the underworld for wrongdoing. So I kind of got the two du dual polar opposites together and just put it together for Vi. So the full meaning of it is blissful chaos. Oh man, what the? Yeah, that's, that's pretty deep, yo. When you, when you yeah. said that, when you were breaking it down, I don't know why the first uh, meaning that popped into my head was uh, like a weapon of peace or a peaceful yeah, weapon. That's type really shit. dope. What the fuck? So, so what made you land on that name though? Like, I don't know, cause I feel with the oversaturation of music, so so many people want to be artists. They all have names that are little this little that like everyone just has a basic ass <laughs> name and they don't really have much of a backstory it's just whatever fucking suits them i wanted my name to have like more meaning wow something i can just uh go by and not feel like i have to change ever again and then i can hold it like close to me type shit damn bro you what the fuck only five questions in this thing is making me think dog I think out of every what are you supposed to do, bro, it's supposed to make you think. <laughs> Man, because out of everybody that I interviewed and I asked them how they come up with your with their name, I think yours probably has the most like a uh, intriguing meaning. Like, it, like what the fuck? Like, I didn't know you were gonna. I didn't. I didn't know. It, I didn't know I had that deep of a meaning behind it. You know? Yeah, it does. I appreciate that though. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I was listening to uh, one of your songs, bro. I think it was called uh. Jaws, I think it's produced by Crimson, and the beat it just gave me like the vibe of like, like a horror movie. Like, what made you want to choose that beat? <laughs> that song is old as fuck. I hate that song. I'm not gonna lie. Really? <laughs> that song is asked to be not gonna lie. Uh, I don't know. Crimson just sent me beats. I mostly when it comes to my beat selection, I like creepy shit. So I was just like, send me some fucking horror movie shit, and he just sampled Jaws and like made a beat out of it. I just ran with it, so I made the topic jaws. Yeah, that's just fire. So, okay, so why do you not like that song? I don't know. I'm I'm my biggest critic. I always feel like I can do better. And where I am now, I just feel like my older music is just nah. Because I try to get better and better every song. Like, do something different or do something that's more attract attracting to my ears type shit. Because when it comes to my creative process and when I'm dropping music, if I'm listening to a song... I listen to a song. I listen to a song that I'm thinking on dropping. I listen to it a hundred times. If that song is still not hard to me after I listen to it the hundredth time, I'm not dropping it. That's why my dropping is like so selective because music is all about replay value and not just face value. Because you can ha you can play a song, you can post a song and get a play, and someone be like, "Ah, eh, it's all right." But is the listener gonna replay it? Is it gonna revisit it? Because that's that. That's mostly what matters. Does it have that much value to it? That's you can be able to listen to it all fucking day and not get tired of it. 
that's what I do with my music, and I don't know. I just don't fuck with older shit no more. <laughs> I just be hating on myself, not going away. That's interesting. I don't know why, but the gamer of me kind of thought of like, because the same way, like in the video game industry, like when people make video games, they want the game to be replayable. So more people mm-hmm. are on the game, more people are buying it. Specifically solo mm-hmm. games, like in you know, those story mode games and shit like that, they want it to be replayable, different endings and shit. So that's very... Yeah, same yeah. concept. That's yeah. this literally anything with entertainment. Like, are they going to listen to it? Are they going to listen to it again? Are they going to play it again? Especially with movies, bro. Like, you know, niggas who be watching the same fucking movie 10, 15 times in a row and don't get tired of it. Yeah. yeah same shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that with uh, the first Saw. I fucking love that movie. I don't know why. I don't be watching shit, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Really? I haven't even watched fucking Saw, bro. I, I've watched some horror movies when I was younger, but like, bro, I don't watch shit. I don't even watch TV shows like that. I used to watch anime when I was younger, but my attention span is fucking shot when it comes to watching shit. Okay, so, shit, well, do you watch, like, YouTube, or is it just music you consume? Yeah, here and there, but music, like, number one, I'm always listening to music, like, everywhere I go. It just doesn't feel right if I'm not listening to music. <laughs> Wow. Well, so I know you said you didn't like the song Jaws, but what was the, do you have any inspiration behind that song? Not really. I was just mad as fuck. <laughs> People piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> Niggas be stupid and piss me off, bro. That's all I have to say. That was, that was me back then, but I don't, I don't let people be controlling my emotions no more. They can, they can sit in stupidity if they want. Okay. He said they can sit in stupidity. <laughs> so, bro, nigga, bro, niggas would just be dumb. Like, they just be dumb, bro. And they be leeches. I'm not talking about anyone in general. I'm just talking about it in general. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, so one thing you said about you try to have, like, your music have, like, almost, well, for that song, Jaws, like a horror element. So if, if someone who didn't know you were to ask you what type of music you made, what would you say? Like, what type of genre? I make I make everything like just the hard shit at surface level I make fucking everything but people call my hard shit trap metal it's not even fucking trap metal it's like cause trap metal is like guitar riffs and like blaring 808s on top of like rock melody like metal melodies like, mm-hmm. I can't even like fit my genre into like a name loud hip hop <laughs> that doesn't even sound right it's too aggressive to just be hip hop yeah, it's like, it's hip-hop, trap metal, fucking horror, I even, like, horror, like, we make, like, horror-type music, too, like, kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, who, like, Rejected Reina, he makes horror music, too, so it's like, oh, I know, Reina. Yeah, so, like, that type, it's like, all of that into one thing, basically, is what you do, kind of. Mm-hmm. I call, I just call the genre of music, uh, Hellcore, because it sounds like you're in fucking hell, and it's loud as fuck. It's just so much fucking shit going on. It's just like screaming and like terror. I just call it Hellcore. Okay, so I had a question. I didn't know what Hellcore was. I just seen it on your page. So that so that's the genre of music you created, basically. Yeah, uh, kind of uh, pronunciated glitches, loud blaring 808s. I came up with a name like two, three years ago. Hmm. And I just like started ran with it and started using it for like my genre tags. That's interesting. I don't know why I thought I thought it was like a collective name or something like that, to be honest. It was like a tape that we were working on, which was like all those, uh, that whole genre and we we're going to put on a tape, but we just never ended up fucking dropping it. 
Okay. How many how many songs do you have like in the vault that's not released? Fuck. That is a good question. <laughs> uh by in the vault, do you mean shit that's been deleted cuz I've deleted a lot of music. Okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about the deleted shit, just the shit that's like in there right now type shit. Uh shit I'm sitting on, I'd say like a good like um, 50 to 100 songs I'm just sitting on. We're probably like unfinished, but I'd be working on shit like all the time. Like not as of recently cuz I've been working on clothing shit, but like I be working on music like all the fucking time. Like when I'm in that mode, I be making like two, three songs a fucking day, and I call it a fucking break. And same shit next fucking day. Okay, so what the fuck? How many songs have you deleted? Uh, giving a ballpark estimate. Yeah. The songs that you see on my SoundCloud, that's literally probably not even like ten percent of my discography that's been deleted. So it doesn't bother you like deleting it permanently to where it doesn't exist anymore? That doesn't bother you? Fuck no, because people are going to post on our archive page any- pages anyway. And I kind of like the element of having like relics, you know? Like people are like, oh, you heard this song? Like, no, I never heard it. He didn't even post it. It's kind of like shaded Pokemon cards. I, <laughs> I had a fucking Discord server, right? And there would be like some kids in there like, yo, you heard this, this song from like 2019, this, this, this. And they'd be trading like old ass songs for my life. They Pokemon cards, bro. That should be so fucking funny. It, it just gives them more of a, a like a rarity to it, like, you know? That's why, I, like, if I fall out of like love with a song or I just don't want it up, it doesn't portray me anymore. I just delete it. I know someone else downloaded it and they're going to like pass it around. So I really don't be sweating it too much. Okay, so the songs that you delete, do you download them first, or you just say fucking and delete it? Uh, they're already on my computer, so when I upload them, I just delete them off SoundCloud. I'll just never listen to it again. Okay. Unless someone brings it up. Okay. So, well, fuck it. it what What do you think is, like, one of your most rarest songs? Uh, rarest songs. Fuck. Like a song that no one would know about, or, like, a song that people like that just isn't up no like a what song a song that like maybe like five percent of your fucking listeners have heard i i can't name, i can't name one off the top of my head there's just too many fuck it's okay that's interesting yeah i, I can't think of it. it's too much that's really interesting so what type of music do you like prefer making is it the aggressive shit or the softer shit uh, it's honestly 50-50. I was really, um, reluctant on showing a more softer and vulnerable side of myself in music because I don't want to portray myself as being weak and vulnerable when it comes to my shit. But I got more comfortable with doing that type of stuff. And I enjoy it more because actually raw, like, emotion at that moment that I'm feeling, like, with both. So, I really... But screaming is so fun, though. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd honestly probably say the sad shit. So... It's more digestible. Okay. So... What what problem do you have with people viewing your softer music as, like, viewing you weak? Like, what, what problem do you have with that? I don't know. I have borderline personality disorder, and I have spurts of... I don't want to call it a god complex type shit, but I don't want to show any sense of like weakness to show that other people can't hurt me and dictate how I feel. So when I sad song boohoo, she fucking left me, cutting my wrist, I'm so fucking sad. 
be like, ha, this lame-ass fucking nigga. I didn't want that shit. I want that moniker, like, floating above my head. But over time, I just got comfortable with being able to express myself more when it comes to sadder shit. Okay. So is it, like, kind of, like, basically wanting to have, like, full control of your narrative and your situation? Or is that safe to say? Yeah, just... Show the people, show the people what they want to see, because I'm learning new shit about people who listen to my music all, all the time, like every day when I post a song or I show them something, because people's interest drives and drives and changes in different directions. So if I'm dropping hella fucking hard, fucking loud music, people are gonna get tired of that over a while. So I have to fucking switch it up and post something else, because I'm making different type of shit every day. It's just you have, to, I have to cater to the audience and what they want. Okay, there's. Does the music you listen to dictate what type of music you make, or? Uh, kind of. I get inspiration from um how the people uh talk about themselves and express themselves. I get inspiration from that, but not more so the sound. I just not just strictly the sound getting inspired from the sound, but just how other people are become vulnerable. Like. Uh, I'm trying to think of softer artists. Like I'll think I'll say Osquin for example. I don't know if you heard of Osquin. Do you listen to Osquin? I've no, I've never heard of him. Uh so basically she's very uh vulnerable with her music. And uh I, that kinda made me open up a little bit because people don't usually I don't tune into people usually talking about themselves in like deep, dark textual context if it's about mental shit as well. Is is Osquin, are they an underground artist or? Yeah, they're an underground artist. You can probably look them up on Spotify or whatever. They make a lot of hyperpop shit, melancholic shit. Alright, for sure. I'm going to have to check them out. I fucking love hyperpop. Yeah, hyperpop be hard. I feel like it fell off hella though. <laughs> That's what everybody says, bruh. I just discovered mm-hmm. this shit like maybe last year. Mm-hmm. So, but everybody says that shit fell off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, what type of music do you currently listen to? I don't know if you answered that already, but... Uh, currently listen to... I've listened to a lot of Lucky, bro. i just been... <laughs> I listen to Lucky, bro. i just be, like, chilling fucking high as hell just listening to Lucky. Lucky be saying some real-ass shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with battling addiction, like, drug addiction. Like, I've been listening to Lucky hella recently. Uh, Old Summers. Uh, Craig Zen, I think I've said that before. That's what I've been listening to re- recently. Okay. I think, bro, I think one of the first songs I heard with you on it, it was, um, it was 5am with Pi Rossiter. How did you meet him? Old ass song. Uh, <laughs> I had a show with him in New, oh, not New York, I'm tripping, North Carolina, I think like 2020, 2021. And we were on the same uh, flyer or whatever, and we just knocked it off. Like, we were cool as fuck. He was like, I fuck with your music. I was like, I fuck with your music. And we became cool for a minute. And then we dropped that fucking song. I, I totally forgot about that song. That shit is hard. I'm not going to lie. And, yeah, we just cool like that. That's my homie. We ain't too, too close. Like, talk every day type shit. But mm-hmm. That's cool people. I fuck with him. That, that song is fucking gas, bro. And I feel like y'all, uh, Specifically for that song, it's like you guys bounce off of each other really, really well. Yeah, Even though I ain't gonna lie, there's, there's, there's a lot of songs where you kind of bounce off of people pretty well. Like you can match the energy type shit. Mhm. But I think yeah. the the first like solo song 
I heard from you was a, a song called Like Me. What was the process behind that? Bro. <laughs> Bro, uh, I was... I went to the studio, like, uh, the big, like, professional studio. My friend uh, Moons on the track runs it. And I was just off the top, like, just writing, like, hella shit. I wrote that whole song, like, under five, ten minutes. I was just, like, just fucking jotting shit down. And it became way more lyrical than what I thought when I was articulating it. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's one of my, my most lyrical songs. Like, as of recently. That's one of my favorites as of recently. Do you prefer, like, do you write all your music, or? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, because I like keeping my shit, uh, very organized. But sometimes it's just off the top. Like, I used to write, like, heavy. I used to write heavy for, like, everything and, like, plan out everything intricately. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, whatever, fuck it, and I just freestyle now. Which do you prefer? I prefer writing, because I... I feel like writing makes it way much more organized, especially with stanzas and dynamics and cadences of flows and shit. It just makes it way much more organized. Okay. Do you do you produce too? Like you make beats too, or? I've made a couple of beats. I'm just starting on my producing journey. Okay. I've so... made a couple of beats for like I have like some unreleased like hard shit with a couple of friends, mm-hmm. but I really I'm really fucking with. I don't know if I can like play music on the interview or whatever but yeah it's hard <laughs> i'm still learning shit like every day though but well shit if anything you could uh well shit, i guess you could play it if you want or send me a link and i'll like play a snippet or whatever yeah hold on let me, let me... dang bro you ain't my homie bro i can't even private message you bro you're not my friend bro hold on dog you feel me let me let me you know what i'm saying let me where the fuck I feel like an old man. How the fuck? This man dropped it in the server. Okay. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I just delete it. After. Press the wrong button and display like my fucking credit card information, dog. That should be tripping me out. Drop your IP. Man. (laughs) Okay, so I've saved that link. I'm I'm gonna play it. When I'm editing, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna put it in there so people can listen to shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Slutting your block, I'm like, get your bitch on my dick, cause I do what you can't. Bitch, I swear to that ball, I'll go crazy in that bitch. Bitch, you thought it was dead, you got hit with a face. Yeah, I swear to put in your face. Yeah, I wish your bitch in the face. Yeah, that you gon' rally two J's. Yeah, Okay, you made that beat? Oh, yeah, I made the beat. Oh, that's fucking fire, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? Who, who was that? Who was that screaming on the mic? Who was that? That was you, or? Uh, his name is Kill Omelette. He's one of my homies. Okay, okay, that shit was gas. I wonder that was if... like my first like beat placement. Okay, that shit was fire. So, okay, actually, before I get into that, so what made you want to start like making your own beats and producing? Uh, again, uh, earlier I said with the uh, whole creative process being mm-hmm. able to be limitless. That's kind of why, and I've. I've always wanted to get into producing too as well. And I was just so lazy and just so like uh, stubborn to like not really buckle down and learn shit. But then now I started buckle down and learning shit and I'm falling in love with uh, learning new shit about producing as well. And I wanted to start producing for myself too. So I wanted to take that leap. Okay. I know you kind of touched on this earlier about why you make 
like aggressive music is basically so people can basically have some sort of resolve if they feel because people feel angry they want to listen to some fucking aggressive shit some screaming mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. so what is another goal behind why you make aggressive music is it to get your emotions out as well or yeah to get emotions out as well because i get very angry mm-hmm. and it's kind of a release to me instead of being ang- being angry and bottling it up and having it affect my personal life and transmuting it onto other people negatively i just put it in a fucking song it's interesting. It's crazy because, like, I was just telling a homie this. Like, I can't listen to, like, aggressive music like that sometimes because sometimes I'll be, like, like I'll be good. And then I'll listen to some aggressive shit and I'll get mad. Like, I can't listen to that shit. <laughs> like, real shit, bro. Like, yeah, I can't, you know? Angry shit isn't 100% digestible all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just make it sporadically sometimes. Interesting. So I kind of I want to get into your childhood a bit i seen a tweet from you it says is it just me or does no one remember being a baby i just woke up one day and i was seven <laughs> so i, I want to ask you what was what's like the earliest memory you have oh, oh fuck <laughs> no but like that's some real ass shit though like do you remember being a fucking like infant child crawling around your fucking house like nobody remembers that shit no. you wake up one day you're like shit i'm turning seven that's like the last shit you remember your brain ain't developed uh, I can't, I can't, I can't really, I can't really remember. Like, I just remember, like, going to school, like, as a kid and hating fucking school so fucking much. I used to fake, I used to fake being sick, like, all the fucking time so I can talk out of my sister and my mom take me to fucking school. <laughs> what? So, what didn't you like about school? Bruh, just people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people piss me off. <laughs> and I hated, like, socializing OD. Like, I'm way more comfortable socializing now, but back then I was just like, fuck everybody. Yeah, I feel, I feel that. Yeah, as a kid, it took me a while to warm up to people. I couldn't just talk to people, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh... My social battery was just so fucking low. And that's kind of strange because I'm a kid, and kids are usually talkative as fuck, talking all the fucking time, talking up a storm. Mm-hmm. Me, I was just like, bro, why am I fucking here? <laughs> that's, that, that tweet, it was pretty interesting because I was like, damn, I, it had me think, like, fuck, what is the earliest memory, bro? And I, I, I think my earliest memory is, like, I forgot what fucking grade I was getting. I think I may have been in kindergarten or something like that. May have been a little older. I remember my aunt walking me to like a, to school, but I didn't want to walk. And I was like in a stroller type shit. And she was telling me, you're too big to be in a stroller. I said, I don't care. So what if the other kids see you? I don't care. Like I was like, I was one of those kids. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't like walking, bro. <laughs> That's just funny because like, right when you say, you're not supposed to sit in this you're not supposed, you're too old to be in a stroller. Your memory just clicks. And you're like, damn. And that's like the last year you remember, and it just sticks with you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's that's like my earliest memory for real. Though. Don't remember shit from being you just going to school every day and just being miserable as fuck. So I I remember you saying that um. Growing up, you listened to a lot of like Tyler the Creator. Your dad, when he was around, he played reggae music. As a kid, what type of music did uh your mom listen to? My mom listened to like fucking like nineties R and B and shit. I didn't really get too much into what she listened to. She, okay. she didn't fuck with the music I was listening to most definitely. I was listening to underground shit like, and she didn't fuck with that shit at all. Even when I started making music, she was just like, "Bro, what the hell?" So ha- has your dad mm-hmm. ever heard your music or? Yeah, he fucks with it like. It's some different shit, because he's never heard no shit like it before, and he doesn't listen to, like, 
I'm not this dumbass fucking cat. Stop biting my toes, nigga. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, my dad doesn't get too much into rap and shit, but he fucks with what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm just my biggest hater though. <laughs> okay. So side note, what what is your cat's name? My cat's name is Oxy, and she's bad as fuck. I fucking she wakes me up in the middle of the night every single fucking night, just clawing my face, <laughs> just like sitting on fucking top of me. <laughs> so what type what type of breed is she? Is she? Do you know? Uh, she's just a short she's just a short haired cat. And then she's a tuxedo cat, so she's darkish gray and white. But she's a fucking gremlin. She's like six, seven months old. She just fucks up everything. Okay. So, going back to your childhood a little bit, what was some shit that, like, child wife did for fun? Child wife did for fun? I used to play soccer a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, I played I played uh, varsity right when I got into uh, high school, but free time it was mostly just uh, <laughs> drugs. Uh, soccer and music here and there. We're trying to make music. Okay. But I, I was a big, like, soccer head when I was, uh, younger. Because my dad got me into soccer. When he would visit, when he'd be out of the country for so damn long, he'd come back, we'd watch soccer games, whatever the fuck, and that kind of got me, like, damn. Maybe I can get my dad's attention if I started playing soccer. <laughs> mm-hmm. What the f- That is trippy, bro. That- that reminded me of a uh, a conversation I had with my dad, bro. My dad, he uh, his his uh, his relationship with his father was kind of was, you know, it wasn't. He didn't really have a, too much of a good relationship with his father, and he said one way he tried to get his attention was play rugby with him because uh, I guess he was like a like an amateur rugby player, so he used to try to play mm-hmm. rugby with him to get his attention. That was very what the fuck. That was trippy that you said that. It reminded me of. My dad, that was yeah, bro. Because with dads, like, it's kind of hard to explain how their thought process works. Well, I don't know. I don't want to get like too in deep with it, but like mm-hmm. with dads, mostly how they how they're able to relate to their sons is mostly through sports. Because it's like a manly thing to do. It's it also um gives the child direction into discipline as well. So I feel like every kid should be like into something active or sports sports wise or something to something around the athletic lines yeah because what what boy isn't like growing up like doing basketball or your mom or your dad takes you to soccer practice or something like a majority of people are doing that or like after after school you meet mm-hmm. up at the basketball court some shit everyone's doing that yeah and for that, that that's that's like a gateway type shit i don't know i just he was so like in tune to it i just wanted to get his attention because he was gone for so fucking long like extraneous amounts of time so i was just like damn yeah so it was, if i got into this he would show more interest it was like a way to bond basically for you yeah type shit i seen a tweet from you that said uh we're waiting that you're waiting for skate four are you still hyped for that bro bro don't even get me started i've been <laughs> playing skate two and skate three and literally one of my fucking top favorite games i can't wait for skate four to come out you know, Skate 3, I think one of my favorite things on that game is just picking up the board and beating the fuck out of people, yo. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> the fucking pedestrian? Man. Nah, me and my homies, we just uh, be running up a spot battle on the mega ramp all the fucking time. Wait, so are, are, the, are the online servers still, like, up, or? 
I don't fucking know. I, I, I remember last time when I went on there, it was just like a peer-to-peer shit. I don't think it was like okay. big online like servers or some shit. Okay. So how'd you get into gaming? Um, I was a fucking Call of Duty kid, bro. <laughs> really? Okay. Fucking optic, like optic nade shot, like phase rain, fucking phase apex, all them, all the phase motherfuckers. SB. I was in like, uh, I was geeked for like Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, like around that whole era. I was like, damn, like this shit is fire. And it was like a community based thing. So I, I was like, damn, like I feel like I have friends type shit. Kind of escape if anything, but yeah, I was a big COD kid. I played hell like Black Ops 2. I see now. This is amazing because this is my fucking realm. You feel what I'm saying? That's the scene I come mm-hmm. from. So, yes, sir. Well, before I get into that, what, how do you feel about the whole like uh, phase shit and like what they've accomplished now? It's fucking crazy, right? It's really mind blowing how they came from such like small Call of Duty clan stature to like what they are now. They're profiting and really smart with what they're doing. I hear a lot of like uh like shit like the phase range shit with the fucking the drug addiction shit and them kick him the phase house kicking him out. There'd yeah. be like some internal shit going on, but like overall phase is doing their shit. I don't really keep up with them as much as I do in, I as I used to. Mm-hmm. But they're going about shit the right route. Still keeping it community based and community oriented, but it's crazy they just came up for fucking gaming. And that shit is like bro, that shit's like it's fucking huge, bro. Like, you got celebrities saying they phase. Like, that shit is wild to me. Like, fucking Snoop Dogg's in Phase Clan. Man, phase up, bro. That shit's wild. <laughs> like, bro. They throw the fucking F up, bro. I Man. swear, bro. Niggas, like, in middle school is throwing that shit up like gang signs, bro. <laughs> F gang or don't bang type shit, huh? That shit's wild. Yeah, <laughs> so, what was, like, the first COD you ever played? Modern Warfare. Two? Modern Warfare 2 or 3? I don't really remember. I think MW3 came out 2011. Yeah, something like that, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think it was MW3. And then after that, I played MW2. And then I got into Black Ops. But Black Ops 2, I'll, I'll stand on this. Best Call of Duty ever. Nothing can change my mind. Black Ops Zombies is a little bit better, but nothing mm-hmm. can beat Black Ops 2 multiplayer. Especially the vibes of it, bro. Yeah, I I'll mean... stand on that, bro. I'll die on... I'll die... Mick make like I'll die on this show, bro. <laughs> you said Mick make <laughs> No, but I mean, I, I I fuck with Bo too, but I feel like, to me, I don't know my my first call was a World at War. I fucking love that yeah, game. World at War. World. Actually, no, no, that is the first fucking that is the first Call of Duty I actually played because I remember I had that shit on PS2, mm-hmm. and I played the story. I was just thinking a uh, multiplayer. But nah, World at War it most definitely was the first one. I was young as fuck, and I remember playing this shit on PS2. I was hella fucking confused. Man, World at War. Uh, I have a fucked up list, Loki. I like World at War. BO2's up there. Uh, World War Two. Even though a lot of people hated that game, I love that game. <laughs> uh, BO3 and BO4 probably. I fucking love. Mm. So do you still play COD now or? Nah. After yeah. fucking. What was the last? It was all right. So it was Black Ops Two, around that era, it was Black Ops Two era. Then Ghost came out, and I was like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" Everybody hated Ghost so much. Went back to Black Ops Two. Then Black Ops Two came out, and I was like, "Eh, it's all right." And then fucking Advanced Warfare. 
That game is so ass. Right when Advanced Warfare came out, I was just like, bro, this game is going to shit. And then the other servers started to get dead, so I stopped playing. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Cause my last interview, was, uh, this girl I was talking to, she comes from the Call of Duty scene too. And we're saying like how Ghost was bad at that time, but compared to the dog shit we have now, like Vanguard is so Man, that shit. The last COD I played religiously was like Cold War. After that, I was like, fuck this game. They release some bullshit on purpose. I don't fuck with them. They do bullshit. Yeah, bro, they're just... I feel like they're just speeding up the process to just drop a new COD every fucking year. Like, bro, Man. settle down and make a better player-oriented game. It's getting too... I feel like with Ghost and Advanced Warfare, it got too fucking Halo-y and Battlefield-y. And mm. niggas was not fucking with that. That's an interesting take. I see. I see. A, uh, so I have this tweet. It's just a tweet listed down. There's not really a question attached to it. It just says, I always use a latex so I don't get that latex. So, so like, were, were you like a fan of like Lil Wayne, like growing up? Yeah, I listened to Wayne when I was younger. That's just like such a stellar bar, bro. <laughs> I always use a latex. So I don't get that latex, bro. Just the wordplay, bro. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he be spending some gas. I ain't even gonna lie, bro. He he's promoting safe sex too. Like that's <laughs> W advice. Yo, <laughs> props, bro, props to Wayne, bro. <laughs> okay, so I have a uh, what the fuck? Okay, I have a um. Let me see. I'm going to send you something uh, in, on Instagram, and you just let me know, like, what's happening in this video type shit, okay? Brother. He's an old brother. Why people always think I'm never, I'll never do no shit like that. All right, here it is. People always think I'm going to send something fucking crazy. So, like, what what's going on, like, in this video? Can you describe to the people what you see and what's happening? Bro, this is an old-ass video, bro. Uh, I was just showing, someone was recording me or some shit, and that was, like, some snippet or whatever the fuck, and that was my song, Cut It? Yeah, that's Cut It. That's when I got, uh, a more organized sound, and I was, uh, going harder with, uh, my music, because my shit was all over the place, but right when I found my sound with Cut It, I, I found, like, a new direction. That's why, because, that's, that's, like, why it's one of, like, the first songs that's on my soundcloud because uh it shows like my direction of where i wanted to go and like from that i learned from that song to make like better dynamics and better flows what what year was that this was like 2019 i think so like four years ago okay and so you said that's basically where you started to find like your sound type shit mm-hmm. um, that's it, yeah do you think there's a, is there another song that's kind of similar, like in terms of like, how to put it, in terms of like the time zone, like is there another song that kind of, uh, fuck, how do I word this? My brain's throwing a blank. Is there another, sa- is there another song that kind of shows that you were starting to find your sound around that time too, or? Uh, you can look up the song Guck, Fod, G-U-C-K-F-O-D. It's a deleted song, but you can probably find it somewhere on SoundCloud. Okay, and that was like an aggressive type sounder. Mm-hmm. I made the I made that's the first beat like I ever made too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I was. Not... Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Well, you're about to. We're about to say something. I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, it's good. <laughs> For everybody listening, you guys know I hate fucking cutting people off. Whenever I hear somebody talk, I always tell them go because I don't want to be a dick. That's like yeah, especially inter- with the mic delay and shit too. <laughs> yeah, that's like interviewer one on one. Never interrupt the guests. Have them interrupt you type shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I was scrolling through Twitter. You feel me? And I seen it said like one of your songs was used in like a porn intro. How did that come about? Ah, uh, bro, this shit is crazy. All right, I have a song called Sex Toy, right? It was just some bullshit song that I just, off the top, I was just fucking around. And I don't know how. I had multiple people DM me and be like, bro. Like, it was, like, on a burner account, so I thought it was, like, some troll shit. And they sent me a link. And they're like, bro, is this your song? And you know how, like, <laughs> about to be hitting you up. Yeah. No, uh, picture or anything. And so you were, like, fishy link. I'll never be clicking links and shit. Someone, like, sim swap my shit. Yeah. But... It was multiple people sending me the same link, same video. I was like, one day, I was just like, what the fuck is this video? And he was like, bro, they used your song in it. And it had, like, millions of views. Like what on the some, fuck? What's the name of it? I'm trying to remember the uh, the name of the porn site. It's not Pornhub. But, bro, it was like some uh, bitch getting fucked or getting fucked by some sex toy or some shit. And my song was on the intro. And... <laughs> For the whole channel, they have, like, five different, like, videos. Like, a whole, like, series of, like, bitches fucking sex toys and shit. And they all have millions of views. And my intro was every single one of them. I fucking, like, emailed the porn the, the porn company or whatever. Because I wanted to, like, bro, I want to get my bread. Like, my bread. Like, yeah. <laughs> bro, like, deadass, they racked up, like, fucking 10 million, 10 million views overall over, like, those four or five videos they have. And my intro's on every single song. Like, sex toy, hey, sex toy. I'm like, where's my, where's my money, nigga? Yeah. But they're just like a third-party, like, porn website. They're not even reaching out to me, bro. And I ain't, I ain't got no breach for a lawyer right now. So I'm just like, whatever, man. Have at it. They didn't even credit me. What That's the what fuck? Nah, bro. That that kind of sound like you got a case type shit. They didn't ask you? No, they didn't ask me. I didn't get nothing they didn't reach out to me i want to just i want to know how they like found the song they probably just typed in something sexual on fucking soundcloud <laughs> something sexual <laughs> bro because like that as when i was younger i've always been like bro that would be crazy if my song was ever porn played in like a uh, porn porn channel intros if that shit happens i was like dog that shit is... that have i have me geeked i'm not gonna lie but I, I still need my money <laughs> man what the fuck at least some credit at least what the fuck going on yeah that shit got me fucked up Law- lawsuit pending when when I get a <laughs> lawyer. Just wait on it. <laughs> nah, but I really want to know how the fuck they found it, though, for real. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, they had to do some deep diving or something. Unless, just type, uh, let me type in sex toy and fucking SoundCloud to see if it come up. I wonder if one of the directors listened to your music type shit. Crazy fucking small world. Yeah, you scroll down a bit. You see it, like, a couple scrolls on SoundCloud. But it's still something you have to, like, look for. What the fuck? That is really odd, bruh. That's really... And you said you always wanted one of your songs to be played in a fucking uh, porn video? Yes. That was literally one of my goals. I literally had as one of my goals when I was younger, when I started music. Have song played in a porn intro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Next step is Vipe the Porn Star coming soon, everybody listening. So yeah, I'm waiting for that Pornhub sponsorship. Though, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep grinding. I'm, I'm gonna make another song like that. And hope hopefully Pornhub sponsor me. 
Make an album for Pornhub, low key. Hey. Because the fucking porn intro shit, it'd be like cheesy. It'd be like elevator music or just like. <laughs> like, what the fuck, listen to that, bro? Niggas be horny, bro. They want to be listening to some like crazy shit. <laughs> Bruh. Okay. So, how did, uh, how'd you meet Die Perry? Oh, Die Perry? Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, his shit showed up on my recommended, and my shit showed up on his recommended too. I was bumping, I was bumping him heavy because I was like, damn, he has like that revamped 2016, 2017, like distortion sound, but his own ta- take on it, it actually sounded fire. So I was like, damn, like this nigga hard. Then we followed each other on Instagram and was like, yo, twin, like, yo, and <laughs> we just clicked up after that. <laughs> and then I, I got him in a NLM because I just feel like our sounds like really like would fit well together. So what's like one of the favorite songs you've made made with Perry? Uh, we have a lot of unreleased shit. Um, I probably say Gulag because that's like the first song we made together, and I just think it's really fire. Okay, so when is the? If you can talk about this, if you can, we could just skip it. But when do you think is like the next Vice or Die Perry song? When do you think that's gonna release? I ain't got no date set in stone, but just know we working on shit all the time. We working okay. on shit. Okay. I was wondering, did the did the NLM SoundCloud did that was that your SoundCloud at first or? Um I had a sound I had a SoundCloud originally that I sold because I was okay. down bad. Mm-hmm. But the NLM the NLM SoundCloud has always been like a separate thing. But once I sold my SoundCloud I started solely using the NLM account. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um kind of like a collective account but it's like still my account like i own it and when i'm labbing with like my homies or whatever we can post on it but i mostly post solo shit on there but i have a multiple soundcloud accounts but the nlm account is my main account well you have so are they all under vice or nah different names off because I, yeah. I, I seen one that i found but okay that's that's interesting so, yeah, corpse then. Yeah, that that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I found. Yeah, but you have more than that. I have like alter monikers type shit. Alter, not alter egos, just like alter anti like Elias or some shit. Okay. Like a different genre. Okay, like like side projects type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And does does your like, does the Vith fan base or listener base know about those other side projects or? No, not everybody knows about it. I try to keep it low key kind of on try to keep it low-key as i'm kind of being like some whole different shit so mm-hmm. people are like who the fuck is this nigga but some people just ended up finding out because i have multiple instagram accounts and they match the same name so, but not i'd say probably like 10 percent of the people know my my uh, other alias okay it kind of seems like the uh the corpse spin one you don't try to hide that one though right you're more open with that one is that safe to say uh, I recently just went a little open okay. with it. Like recently, like just changing my like SoundCloud name on it on my personal. <clears throat> but I, I don't like go out posting like those songs. I just let them get traction <clears throat> their, themselves. Like I don't promote those songs at all. Okay. That's wow. So it's like you're kind of building like multiple listener bases type shit kind of. 
Yeah, that that originally was the goal because I wanted to like touch base in different like genres because people mostly like primarily listen to me for my hard shit because that's what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. But there's like different scenes according to different genres. Like same shit with gaming, like kind yeah. of like how there's different like uh, communities for different games. Same shit with genres. So I wanted to like dip my toe in a different like whole genre community just to get a feel for shit. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you get popping in one genre, you can circumvent that traction to like the other genre you're working in. That's what that, that's what my goal was. Okay. So you said that's what your goal was. Is that no longer the goal or? No, it's still a goal. I just haven't been too focused on that side project type shit. Because I'm working on the EP right now. Okay. Oh, okay. When, when do you see that coming out? Can you say or? It's still in the works, but I was planning for a March the 23rd. Okay. We'll so keep... three two three two three. <laughs> oh, okay, we're gonna keep an eye out for that. Yeah, 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 sir. So, how did you create NLM? No lives matter. Um, it was literally so long ago. I'd say I've been saying the term like no lives matter since I was like 2016, 2017. I didn't get to tune into the music to like and making it kind of collective based until like 2018 because it was just like some slogan or whatever it was originally an idea for a clothing brand but it just went it just fitted under uh the music category so i just decided to like make the shit nlm and i didn't got searching people to uh searching for people to join all the people who are in the collective or like family based or whatever these are all the people like, I grew up with and like I'm friends with, or I met over time and I trust them. Because I feel like with collectives and bands, it's better to have that interpolating relationship in real life and not just over the internet. Because you don't, you want to know the people you're working with and you want to know their energy and you want to know how they carry themselves and their goals. So you just don't want to be like in working with random ass fucking niggas and. Because that's when shit gets, you know, like people break up, like people leave the collective because there's no like unity to it. So I try to keep it like very like small circle type shit. So everyone in them is like close friends and we all just happen to make music and make music together. Yeah, that's that's real shit because the internet collective shit is like, I think I said this in a previous interview somewhere. It's like you got to make sure that everybody's on the same page type shit and make sure because you may think you're cool with somebody over the internet but they have something totally different planned and Mm -hmm. it's very good to know people and know who you're working with and know who you call a friend yes Um, bro motherfuckers are leeches like they don't care about anything except themselves so like some people in this music scene yeah it's really like selfish as fuck like if they see an opportunity like their opportunities they see opportunity oh they cloud it up they do that they're doing this They'll fucking ride with you until they get to a certain point and leave. Like, I don't want all that shit. I want, like, unity. Like, being able to build off each other's fan bases. Because with collectives, you're supposed to build off of each other. Like, no one should be carrying dead weight. Like, if I'm doing great, my homie's doing great. Homie's, like, getting the boost that he needs. He's getting he's getting boosted. I'm getting boosted. Like, it's all together, like, unity type shit. So we're all moving as one. Yeah. And that can make a bigger and a better um, end goal, too, since we all share fan bases. Yeah. The best, I feel like it's crazy that I'm making this like cross to it, but like, I feel like the best, like, uh, collectives are fucking ants, bro. Like, ants, 
They have a fucking anthill every or like beehives and shit like that. Like <laughs> yeah, they move as a unit. You feel me? Like real shit. Mm-hmm. So what's like one of the goals of NLM? Um, even though people take the name No Lives Matter too much at face value and have negative connotation to it, it's just as I said before, making people not be afraid of expressing themselves and being open and walking with a purpose like you feel me because no lives matter it's just such people get it in a negative connotation or think it's fucking racist and i'm fucking black (laughs) (laughs) but the meaning of no lives matter is no entity is deemed more valuable than the other so if you give Mm -hmm. if everyone is treated equally in in a standard right well Mm -hmm. it depends everybody was everybody was born at a specific time and if you want to be remembered before you pass on, you need to have something to stand for. You need to showcase yourself, if anything. Life is life is like a long show, and you're showcasing what you can do and what you can contribute to help to the world. So if you're not remembered after you died, this is even like true that you live. Like you can, you're not living to tell a story, or you're not living to inspire others down when you're way past passing. So no lives matter. It's just you don't make your life. You make your you give your life meaning if you move with purpose. In a sense, that's that's basically a summary of it damn that reminds me of uh this video i've seen called doom to obscurity where like basically mm-hmm. um there's hella like roman like celebrities from back in the day that we don't even know who the fuck they are right now mm-hmm. it's like i don't know it's like the fact that you can do so much but it's like are you going to be remembered type shit like yeah that's what kind of scares me a little kind of that's the end goal. I used to be so, like, afraid of dying when I was younger. Because mm-hmm. I cling so much on the reality of my life. Like, damn, what happened if I just cease to exist? Because life is all you fucking know. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone at a point in time is scared of death. Like, what the fuck? Like, what happens? But how could, how could you be scared of death if you're not even uh, going to be alive to experience it? That's, I wrap my, my mind around that. Like, what can I do to stand for so I can be remembered after I die? Because that's how my name will live on. Yeah. It's crazy because I had a question on here. Like, uh, like basically asking you, like, you know, what do you think happens after death? What do you think happens? After death, I'm really deep in tune with uh, out-of-body experiences and a fucking astral projecting, too. Mm-hmm. And after death, I kind of want to get into... The topic of reincarnation because it just makes so much more sense to me than like christianity christianity i don't know i just don't i don't really uh fuck with uh christianity like i don't want to say it like fuck christians like that but yeah. i'm not like too into it i i don't really they set good moral values very good moral values which i do think are very very good and that's why christianity is taught like worldwide it's like one of the most predominant uh religions in the western hemisphere because it teaches really good moral values especially for kids mm-hmm. but i just don't fuck with the ideological aspect of it like, at all it kind of gives me like a cultist type vibe yeah 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 that's uh yeah that's why i kind of took a um a step kind of back from you know spiritualism being spiritual because a lot of that shit is like you know which i'm not saying there's anything wrong with you know if you do that that's you but like uh um 
being spiritual is like a step away from really dabbling in the occult. And you got to be very, very careful with dabbling in the occult because then that's, to me, that's like a step away from, you know, mm. really, I guess, I guess Satanism, I guess. And when I say Satanism, I mean like, you know, worshiping the devil, worshiping mm. a negative energy, you know? And it's something. If anything, I feel like the world we're living, we're living in now is hell. Like, I'm, I'm going to just be real with it. It's just the way that it's described, especially in the Bible and other scriptures as well. It's just, um, I feel like we're in hell right now and we're just fighting and trying to, you know, ascend to a higher plane of existence if anything. Cause I've, I've had a lot of out of body experiences before, as I said, mm -hmm. I also, uh, near death experience too. Like last year I overdosed off a of fentanyl and I had an out of body experience at that time too when i was fucking knocked the fuck out on my apartment floor and it just opened up my eyes like a lot a lot a lot i'm sorry like, to i hear felt that, emotions that i never felt before i i just felt like so i learned myself like, i'm not just this vessel i'm way much more and i have so much more so much more like value than what i thought i had what i did have like everyone has so much more value than what you actually think you do I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Mm. That shit. I'm straight now, but it's just, I don't know, oh my god, a lot. Because I was bad off fucking drugs. <laughs> this is a long time, but I slowed down off the pills and all that bullshit. One thing I can say, I, I'm really open with, like, my, uh, my, pra my past, like, you know, with drugs and shit like that. I'm f five years sober, and one thing I can say, it, this shit gets, it gets easier, and it gets better. And... I think where were you what were you um what are you sober off of just everything in general so fuck i never really got into specifics of what i did but i guess i get into specifics here i used to be again i'm i'm five years sober so i'm i'm really open with talking about it but mm -hmm. initially i started smoking weed when i was 12 years old and then yeah. when i turned 14 that's when everything kind of went downhill I was doing Xanax, uh, yeah. cocaine, ecstasy, methamphetamine. Like, I was really, like, fucked up. At a young age, I was 14. And a lot of the shit, I didn't really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. Like, I didn't, some of the shit, I didn't even know what it was called. I was just doing it type shit. I was, mm -hmm. I was around people that were way older than me. I was 14, hanging around people that were, like, 20-something. So I was big into graffiti, and that scene is really fucking disgusting. And um, so that that's the mainly what I was doing. Uh, I never shot anything up. That's one thing I can't say. I've always been afraid of needles, so I never did no shit like that. Good, um, bro. Good, bro. Uh, what else did I fucking do? Like, sometimes, uh, the homie used to go to this fucking, this, like, uh, this guy used to sell weed, but he used to, like, lace his weed type shit with fucking, fucking PCP type shit. The fuck? Smoking, like, spice? <laughs> nah, spice, yeah. spice, that's some, like, that's some, like, fucking... Technically, some synthetic weed, but he had, he had a real weed. He would just put basically fucking sherm on it, type shit. And again, as Bro. a kid, I didn't I didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And then once I got older, and I think when I turned seventeen and a half, I started to see all my homies around me, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like you guys are not functioning addicts, type shit." You know what I'm saying? Like I still had a job, I was still good, but it's like I start seeing people around me turn into zombies, and it really fucking scared me. That's when I took a step back away from everything. It's like, 
it's fucking, you know, it's scary. That's when I, whenever I hear people talking about drugs, I try to, you know, let them know it's possible to not, it's possible to get out of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, th- thanks for sharing that, honestly, because especially, you know, you're that environment, you said all your friends are doing that shit too. That shit is like tough to like get out of because your environment detects, like, dictates so much of your habits and shit. So that's like really, really smart of you to do that, to buckle down and just be like, yo, like this is not right. Have a wake up call. And for everybody listening, if if you struggle with that and you have friends around you who are doing that shit, just cut people off, bro. Just fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Just just cut them off. Erase no, yourself I, from the situation. Because if you stay there, it's not gonna get it's gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. And um like one person's story that really fucking speaks to me is Steve O. Steve O was awesome. He was on nitrous oxide, like he was on some yeah. crazy shit. And look at him now. He's fucking good now. Like, he's huge inspiration to me. So, um, yeah, everybody who's, anybody who's going through that listening right now, if you are struggling with a drug addiction, just know it gets better and you can get through it, bro. You can get through it. It's all mental. You have to clean your mental and then you can clean your body after that, afterwards. Because most of the shit, like, with drugs, is you're chasing that high. Like, as you said, everyone's first gateway drug is fucking weed or, like, nicotine. You're just chasing that high because nothing can touch the first high that you get the first time you got high like you remember the first time you ever got high you're yeah. just like bro what the fuck like this is crazy smoke again you don't it doesn't feel the same yeah. you don't feel the same every single time you smoke after so that's what you get into fuck it's not working anymore i gotta get into other shit so, and that's when you get down the line of like pills and other shit that's happened to a majority of like teens and shit it happened to me as well i was really bad i was dense for a while yeah I think the first time I smoked weed, I just laughed. I couldn't stop laughing type shit. Like, I just... I was so fucking giggly, bro. Man, like, that shit... I don't even know what the fuck I was laughing at. I was just laughing. It was weird. But I want to get back into you a little bit, because I kind of kind of went off track a little. Um, now you're good. <laughs> now I'm interviewing you. <laughs> man. Now, that's cool, though. So... I, I like when people ask me questions. But... Yeah. So... How did you... Because you said in a limb... It's like, it's a collective, but it's like, it's a brand as well, basically. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to start making clothes and go into like the clothing thing? I'm, I'm, ever since I got money, I became a freak for clothes, bro. I love clothes. I love being able to express yourself from like what you wear. I like bought, like when I had a bag, I used to buy like hella designer shit, like off grilled or whatever. And then my homie, Sonatic, shout out Sonatic. That's my bro. He, he's been making clothes for a while and around like a year or two ago uh, we flew out to LA and he taught me uh, how to screen print and how to print on clothes and stuff and like carrying them and I was like damn this shit is cool as fuck I can make any design I want and put mm-hmm. it on a shirt and sell it to people like, this is crazy and it's some shit that I would wear too so it, it just fascinated me if anything and I got really into it what's like the the coolest design that you've released that you'd like? Oh, the one that I posted on my story is some unreleased shit. I've only printed a couple. I, I'm waiting to release it because I've been dropping clothes like back to back to back to back to back in hoodies. And they've been doing really well, so I want to take a break from clothes. But lucky I can send you on Instagram the design. My homie, uh, my brother Clank was wearing it on his recent shit. Hold on. What the fuck? Yo, that's literally the next question. How'd you meet Quank? I've known Quank since fucking 
I was like 14 or 15. We had hella mutuals and we went to the same middle school too. We know each other for like long as fuck. So So you're so you are the basically the one of the creators of NLM. Is he is he also one of the creators or like founders yeah. type shit? Yeah, type shit. More so, I came up with the name, moniker, slogan, idea, but together, yeah, we made it. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a shirt he's wearing? Yeah, I made that. I made the design, I hand drew it. Oh, you hand drew this? Mm-hmm. What? What is that? Is that is that a demon? What is that? Kind of like some Grim Reaper, like, scorpion type shit. I was trying to be, like, really abstract with it. And the uh, the blood dripping from the tongue, it's like an LM. It looks kind of cool. And it's like puffed. Oh up shit! It like is. Puffed. What the fuck? Yeah. That's super interesting. It's puffed off the fabric. I, I love puff print shirts so much. <laughs> so how'd you get into drawing? I've always been drawing like shit when I was younger, but uh, as of recently, I got an iPad. Well, I had somebody buy me an iPad, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Uh, I got into uh, drawing digital art like hella. I'm learning how to draw people and faces and stuff. I've been selling commissions for like drawing tattoos, stencils and stuff because I draw all my tattoos and people always been asking me, oh my God, you need to draw me a tattoo. So I, I sell st- tattoo stencils too. Oh, wow. Okay. I kind of want to know what was like uh, the inspiration behind the don't play music video. Um, That song actually got a singles deal from a label. And uh, there was a budget behind it for a music video type shit. I didn't have too much say in what was incorporated in the video. Okay. It was more so the director. But we got a nice ass whip. We had some <laughs> shots. <laughs> and we just like shot that shit and we just like, damn, this came out kind of fire. And uh, the editor, uh, Polo Viz, yeah, Polo Viz, he worked with Sofago, Lil Tecca. He, he really liked fire with his shit. Okay. So, did you like the direction of the music video, or? Yeah, it was alright. I fucked with it. I okay. feel like it could be more uh, environmentally oriented, like a run and gun, like in in the city, or whatever. But I have a hell of more music videos that are really fire that I think are better than Don't Play. Okay. Like two, three, have you directed any of your music videos, or? Have I directed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wh- which ones have you directed? Oh, I have a music... Oh, one that's out, or...? Yeah, one that's out, yeah. No, I haven't I haven't really uh, directed a music video that's out. I haven't released one, so I have, though. Okay. So, what? which ones have you directed that's not out? Can you say, that's or...? Not, I, have, I have one for uh, Hellbound. I shot it in New York. I had a show, like, a couple of weeks ago. I did like a run and gun down the city. Came out really fly. I had a lot of people like staring at me crazy. Like, why? Who is this nigga fucking screaming in the middle of the fucking street? It was <laughs> mad funny though, and I had fun. But that's one of the ones I've directed. I wanted it to be kind of crazy and just all over the fucking place. Okay. Have you ever thought of like uh, just directing music videos, like your friends or somebody, or? Uh, not really too much. I haven't gotten into filmography and stuff like that really too much i just let the editors do the way okay i kind of want to know how come there's only one song on your corpse bin soundcloud 
uh, 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 oh, there's another port than SoundCloud. There, there's two different ones. I'm sorry, what? The other one has like all my softer shit on it. So how come on on one of them it's only one song? Uh, that was that's just a throwaway fucking page I have that oh. I made after I sold my other SoundCloud. Okay. I just have like an old ass song on there. Okay, I kind of want to know what was like the. How'd you come about making the song Go Go, and what made you want to go for a more soft type of vibe? Oh, it was just what I was feeling at the moment. I was just like, that's the fuck up. I was slumped on my chair, and I was like, that would be crazy if I made like a song right now. And I kind of talk talk about my overdose. Mm -hmm. I, I, mentioned, I mentioned it once once in there. Uh, talking about my problem with benzos and talking more about my drug addiction on that song. Mm -hmm. And that was one of like the forefronts of me being more comfortable with making soft shit like that that actually had meaning. Yeah, I, I like, I don't know, like, again, I was saying earlier in this interview, I can't listen to like that aggressive shit sometimes because it, like, it actually makes me mad. Like, I get angry listening to it. Mm -hmm. So I can appreciate when people make like softer type of music. You know what I'm saying? Like a chill, yeah. just, even if they're not talking about something chill, it's just like the softer tone is like more relaxing, you know? Mm hmm. So, can we ever see like a, like a Vife Corpse Band type song? Like, like you mean me, like me on the same? Yes, track, you like, featuring you. Yes. Now that would be crazy. No, <laughs> I I have to work on something like that in the future. That that'd be cool as hell. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, that'd be Man, gas. <laughs> Man, that'd be gas, bro. I'm telling you. Alright, so how did you come up with like the? The name Corpse Bin. What made you choose that name? I, don't know. I just I just thought of like uh, catacombs and dead bodies, like bins of corpses. And I don't know. The K just made it made it a little bit edgy <laughs> instead of a C. Damn. So what? <laughs> what what made you think of that though? Like the bodies and catacombs. Like having skeletons in your closet, like shit okay. that you don't want to know about, or uh. Oh. Like, kind of like shit that you brush to the side that you don't portray when you're talking to other people. So that's kind of what that resembled. Like, the skeleton, the, the skeleton, the corpse bin shit is like the skeletons in my closet. Like, how I truly feel. Oh, wow. Bro, each name, bro. It's like you, it's like a deep ass meaning behind it. Both of your names. So, if, if you don't mind me asking, so what's another, like, side project that you haven't said is you yet? Uh, do you mind giving us one an exclusive? Nah, I'm gonna keep it low key. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right. I'm gonna keep it low key. Fuck it, I tried, bro. For everybody listening, I tried, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it low key. Okay, so, um, I kind of want to get back into your childhood a little bit. You said you grew up in Atlanta, so what was that like? A lot of fucking distractions. <laughs> That's for sure. A lot, a lot of envy, just a lot of BS. Like, the, the culture there is nice, like the fashion scene, uh, the music, obviously. But overall, Atlanta is just a very, like, envious place. That's why most people who come out of Atlanta when they blow up, they're either secluded in the city or they get the fuck out. <laughs> so, but growing up in Atlanta, uh, it taught me a lot. What is, what's some of the things it taught you? Be very careful who you 
who you surround yourself with and who you trust. Because a nigga will snake you like the moment that anything is involved that is of monetary value. If you don't fucking know them, people don't care about shit if it's not uh, getting them. Like on some doggy dog type world shit. But that I think that's pretty much any major city because there's so much competition and there's so much money to be made. Yeah. Damn. I remember seeing a tweet from you that said you hate getting lost in your own head. Could you could you elaborate on that for everybody listening? Kind of getting lost in your own head is just over over analyzing shit and overthinking. I I have a bad habit of doing that a lot of times because my mind drifts a lot. Because if I'm so easy easily deterred from just like one bad emotion it just causes me to like start spiraling and shit and i just get like caught up in like what bad things people have done to me or like people have wronged me or just like little shit and i just like dwell on it too fucking much what's what's one thing you do to combat that i try i just try to like uh practice like healthy habits and shit because usually when you're sad and depressed, you're so unmotivated to do fucking anything. Like, just lounge in fucking bed all day. And it's so, as I said before, hard to get out of that rut. But I've kind of worked my mind into thinking, like, this, I, I stand by this. Like, I still stand by this, which I which I do to get myself out of that fucking mood. I just think of sadness as your brain is bringing forward the emotions that you need to heal or the feelings that you need to heal. It's kind of like similar to the sickness, your brain sickness. It's, it's kind of similar to sickness like you, you cough, you have the cold, like you have the flu. Mm-hmm. But your brain and your body is so complex that it can heal cuts without your active participation. Like let's say you cut your fucking knee or bruise your fucking knee and your body is like healing it without you like subconsciously thinking about it. Same shit comes with emotions and healing through being sad. It's your brain brings to the forefront of the emotions that you need to feel in that moment so you can overcome it just like how you get over heartbreaks like when you're sad jealous or tired it, it's just your body telling you what it needs to needs to heal overall and it's fine to be sad it's okay to be happy because life is an upward and a downward hill but at the end of the day what's better what's better is it is it to always be happy all the time or always be able to heal and bounce back with more wisdom each time you're sad so i kind of take that into account when I feel like I'm about to start spiraling into some bullshit. Because it's all a healing process. Like, depression, sadness, that's all a healing process. You just have to be patient and just practice good habits so you can get out of it. That's very... So, how, how did you how did you learn that? How did you come across that information? I was in a really bad place. Like, since... I say 2019, 2018... Mm-hmm. I was in a really bad place and I've had ego death before and it made me just really be able to see myself from an outside perspective and see what I can change so I can have betterment for my future because back then I was living for the present not for the future but with life you need to always prepare and plan for what you want to do in the future because it's literally inevitable so instead of me just conforming to being negative and just being consumed in my sadness and shit, I was just like, fuck, like, all right, what's fucking next? Like, I have to fix this. Because the world doesn't wait for anybody. So yeah. you just can't can't just sit there and do fucking nothing. People are out there 
Like the goals that you have, people are out there working 10 times more harder than you. And what are you fucking doing? You being a sad sack of shit in fucking bed, like doing, doing nothing. You have to like battle, combat it. Like you can't just let it sit there and just bottle up over fucking time. Yeah. And it's really easy to get into that type of state. And I feel like it's so hard to get out of. Have you ever thought mm -hmm. of going into psychology? Um, not too much. Uh, I, I, found, I find it like a very interesting topic, though. I know some people who I used to go to school with who study psychology now in college. And it's it's really like a. I don't know. The one thing I love about psychology is that it's everything, bro. Literally everything is psychology. Me like, fucking stubbing my toe against the bed and how I react to it is psychology type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you... everything is the brain and your yeah. perspective, bro. Your brain controls everything. Which is kind of fucking scary, kind of. So I'm seeing. An another tweet from you. It said. Hate to say it, but I become more and more hopeless every day. I hope April is a better month. Do you still feel like that sometimes? or? Sometimes it, it was way worse back then. But as I said before, like now I'm, I have to get shit moving. People are out there working. I need, to, I need to be a good role model for people who look up to me as well. And not just always like show negative shit. Because people, as I said before, like... People consume in the media most of negative stuff, so I'm gonna uplift people now. I've gotten to the point where I feel like I'm learning new shit about myself, so I can like surpass this knowledge to like other people as well. So I always try to be positive and have be optimistic, so I can feel more healthy about myself and for my habits and shit. Yeah, I know sometimes like I could just be having like I don't want to say a good day, but like a regular day type shit. And then I could go take out the trash and somebody stare at me funny and then it would like trigger like different emotions. Like it would trigger me feeling afraid type shit. Like, no, why are you looking at me like that, bro? Like, yeah, like, are you, gonna, you? Yeah, are you gonna do something to me type shit? Cause like, yeah, in LA it's so fucked up, bro. Like, people just fucking mean mug people and it's, it's so, the energy's so weird out here, bro. It's fucking strange. I started on LA, bro. First time I went to LA was the worst experience ever. But the second and third time I went, it, it was really good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, there's cool there's cool parts like Century City and North Hollywood and certain parts of downtown LA and shit, but there was other I don't know, so fucking weird and sketchy out here. Everybody's always envious and not even just envious, just like just their frequency is so low to where they want to hurt people. Like I don't know how to fucking explain it. LA is like GTA San Andreas, bro. It's like Man. a GTA lobby. A couple years, maybe like two years, two two to three years ago, I witnessed one of my uh, friends like being murdered type shit. And that's why I said sometimes like if I go outside, or if I see somebody looking at me the wrong way, like it kind of triggers like me being fearful type shit. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you, what are, what are some things that kind of trigger you to get into your emotions? Or to feel, sh like, scared or feel, you know? Like, just scared or, like, scared and frightful or just just bring me down? Bring you down? Bitches, bro. Oh, yo. <laughs> Don't get me started, bro. Bitches, bro. Uh, bro. <laughs> Girls, dog. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's wrong with them, bro. Like, 
they smell so nice, but they're so fucking manipulative, bro. Like, it's bitches, bro. <laughs> so do you think it's like, hold on, hold on. That was a lot that I had to take in just now. So is it like a, cer- a certain genre that, you know what I'm saying, that does that to you or... No, nah, it's just like girls I end up talking to, or just just girls in general, bro. It's just bitches, no, bro. They, no, they strike no. me the wrong, they strike me the wrong way, bro. I start getting like emo and shit. That sound like a certain genre, dog. Like, like you know what I'm saying? What what, what they be calling them? The fucking the Hello Kitty girls. The San the Sanrio girls. Oh, man. <laughs> what about them, bro? Oh God! How you know, how you know that's my type? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Twitter is a very informative place, you feel me? Nah, real. I love me I love me an emo bitch or a Hello Kitty bitch. <laughs> oh. I know you're, like, pretty open with um having BPD. When did you get diagnosed with that? Uh, I was, like, 16 or 17. And I was in a mental hospital and they gave me an evaluation. So... What what made you come to the point where he's like maybe I should go get this checked out? Um, I actually went to the mental hospital because uh, uh I was like sumped the fuck out high as hell, mm-hmm. and my mom came in my fucking room, and then she's like, "What the hell? Are like, you good?" And she called nine one one, because I was like so fucked up, and then the fucking uh paramedics came and shit brought me to the hospital, and they just said I had suicidal thoughts or whatever the hell, and I was just jammed in that bitch for like I think a week. It wasn't that bad. I ain't gonna lie, that food was bussin'. But Really? Yeah, that food was bussin'. Because, like, people in there, they have eating disorders and other shit. So they try to make good food and plentiful amount of food so people can actually be able to eat it. And, like, bro, that food was bussin'. So so what what was on the menu type shit? Like, what did you eat? Bro, they'd, they'd have, like, these good-ass, like, rotisserie chickens and, like, green beans and, like, mashed potatoes. And it has, like, some fire-ass, chi- like, chicken fingers. And mac and cheese and spaghetti, like oh my. all of it was fuck? like good. What what do what do they have to drink? Literally like anything, like lemonades, apple juice, more so like lemonade, apple juice, orange juice, cranberry juice, water, like shit like that. So, shit that you get in like a hotel lobby. What the fuck? This was in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know. No, it wasn't in Atlanta. It was in uh, New Orleans at the time, I think. Okay. That's interesting. What the hell? Because, like, the... Well, you said that for that specific hospital, they try to make the food good so people can eat type shit. Like, mm-hmm. my grandma, maybe, like, a couple months ago, she went to the hospital, and that shit looked horrible. It was, like, same thing you said, but that shit was disgusting. I tried some, that shit was nasty. And she was mad as hell. But... Oh, no, maybe different for, like, different wards, because I was in, like, the adolescent teen ward. Mm-hmm. Probably the old people are just, like... Take this shit. Yeah, I don't give a damn. More so, teens have like eating disorders. Okay. So I kind of, I really like to get a little deeper into you having BPD, if you don't mind. I I was wondering, what do you think are some like misconceptions about people having BPD? Bro, I'm tired of these lame ass edgy TikTok bitches claiming they have BPD just because their nigga breaks up with them and they're fucking emotional on their fucking period. If you're not diagnosed, don't self-diagnose yourself. I'm tired of people fucking claiming mental illness like it's a personality trait. 
Oh my god, yeah. my anxiety, my BPD, and depression. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You're just fucking emotional. That shit pisses me off. <laughs> this is just like a big stigma. Stigma. Everyone thinks they have BPD just because they feel emotion. But like, no, it's certain things that trigger you. You hurt people. You say shit you don't mean. It's, it's a lot of shit, bro. My, my thing is like, it's... To me, it's just really strange how somebody can like self-diagnose themselves with something like BPD like how I don't I don't know it's just like I don't know it's just, it's just fucking weird because I feel like if somebody says like oh like I have anxiety but they actually like go through anxiety like whether if they had something happen to them in the past and to where other shit triggers that and I'm like okay maybe you actually do have anxiety but to to self-diagnose yourself with something like BPDR, I've seen people self-diagnose themselves with, like, just saying they have schizophrenia, but then they say, like, their symptoms, and it's like, huh, like, I wonder if you actually have schizophrenia or if you have something else, you know? It's really interesting, yeah, like, like, the whole culture You're of nervous at that moment. Yeah. You're nervous at the moment. Doesn't mean you have fucking anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's an illness, not an emotion. And people, people just seek attention yeah. on the internet and say they have whatever they want. Do you think people react negatively when you tell them you have bpd or do you think they react more positively uh, i don't know to be honest people are kind of just like oh like what the hell uh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> people usually don't know how to communicate with people uh who have bpd especially when they start spiraling especially in relationships relationships with bpd the worst i'm not gonna lie so what advice would you give someone who may have like a family member or a friend who has BPD? Just be very open and very uh, understanding of what triggers them and what onsets the spiral that they start to go down. Because you can piss some person with borderline personality disorder up. You can like uh, piss them off, say something small. And they'll just like off like it literally switches like instantly and they'll just be quiet or just like what the fuck da, 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 da. or when they get a favorite person which is kind of they have a designated person they go to and dump all their emotions on they become really attached to this favorite person like kind of like a drug in a sense mm -hmm. and once they lose them it's literally the fucking worst like this is why relationships are so hard for me especially the ones i used to be in with exes and stuff that's where you see all the fucking <laughs> the twitter shit mm -hmm. i just started like arming myself mentally like thinking it was all my fault and blaming myself just because as i said before you get lost in your own mind do you have what advice would you give somebody who is struggling with bpd just don't let other people's actions dictate your emotions because he who angers you controls you mm. that's that's the gist of it because we're more so fueled and triggered by what people say to us because speech is the most common form of communication and it just it can on onset just bullshit so if any nigga is telling you some dumb ass shit and you ain't fucking with it don't fucking cut his fucking throat open bro just brush that shit the fuck off yeah that reminds, that reminds me of this book uh, that my aunt got me for Christmas. It's called uh, The Four Agreements. And basically it tells you like the four agreements you should make to have a very, very good life. And one of the agreements was 
don't take anything personally. Whatever somebody says to you, don't take it personally. It's probably a projection. Most likely it is. And he got he got into detail about this story about um this little girl. She used to always sing at home. She used to always sing, always sing, and it never bothered her mom. One day her mom came home from having a bad day at work, and her mom told her to shut up. You have an ugly voice. And the little girl never sang again. And it was like, at that moment, the mom, she didn't feel like her daughter had an ugly voice. It was just that she was already fed up. And she heard her daughter sing and, and began to project onto her. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing, beautiful book. Basically, don't take mm-hmm. things personally, what somebody says, you know, because it's a projection. Mm-hmm. I'll probably leave that book link down below for anybody who wants to check it out. It's a beautiful book. Oh, yeah. I want to keep that, too. Um, I remember I interviewed this guy named John Walter, who he made something called True Mirror, where True Mirror is basically a mirror that shows you your real self. And so basically, you know how when you look in the mirror, you see like a, like let's say if you have a shirt on and you look in the mirror, it's backwards. Mm-hmm. So basically he's saying, you're not, there's, ah, fuck, I don't want to butcher how to, how to say this, but basically it cuts off communication between yourself. Like when you, when you look into his mirror, it shows like the light in your eyes when you're communicating to somebody. Like, basically, the mirror that we use, it doesn't. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it doesn't like show. It doesn't show how other people view you. Type shit. It's like yeah. a more dismorphed type of view. Everything's flipped, and it kind of mm. cuts off the communication between yourself. It's a very, very interesting uh, thing that he made, and uh, he was saying how he wanted it to. He wanted to do like basically research on it and have people with like anxiety or mental illnesses look into the mirror and see what they see and see like how they can communicate with each other like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna send you a couple links to um to his videos and shit i want you to try to see it's, it's really interesting i would love to get one mm, i'm gonna see that okay so i this is like more like kind of like a goofy type of uh, topic this says it says tweet from Vife. I want a million dollars just so I can wipe my ass with it and spend it on Chick Fil A. So like, <laughs> on some real shit. Like, what's like Vife's go to order from Chick Fil A? Bro, I get a motherfucking the spite the spicy deluxe chicken sandwich, bro, with some fries, bro, and a fruit punch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Bro. Oh, go Bro, ahead. I just spent, I, I should you know, I probably spent over like 10 bands at Chick fil A. What? Like overall. I, I shit you not, I kid you the fuck not. People say that shit fire, but I've never actually tried Chick fil A. People say that shit gas it's, though. It's good. It ain't nothing like no Popeyes. Like it's it it's chicken, but it's like so easily accessible and the fries are so damn good. The, <laughs> chicken, the chicken's alright though. I just go there so much because um I didn't have a car when I was younger and I stayed at my homie's crib. And there was he lived like right by Chick Fil A. I'd walk there every fucking day, like breakfast time, fucking lunch time, just back and forth, back and forth. Oh wow! So for somebody who's never been to Chick Fil A, what would you say I should order, like a beginner type thing? Do you like sandwiches, like bread, like bread and stuff, or are you kind of like a chicken strip guy or a chicken nugget nigga? <laughs> a chicken nugget nigga. Uh, uh I mean, I, I I fuck with sandwiches. Definitely get their spicy chicken sandwich. They have uh, hella sauces too. I feel like a fat ass talking about this. But... <laughs> do they have? Do they have beef? Do they have? Do they sell beef there or no? No beef, bro. Only ch- oh yes, yeah, Chick. I'm a dumbass. It's Chick Fil A. No shit. 
active, bro. Save the cows. We only milk them. We don't we don't kill them. But fuck the chickens though. So do they have I'm asking you like you work at Chick-fil-A. Do they have vegan options or like uh, beyond meat I don't touch know. it? I think they got salads or some shit. They still got chicken on. <laughs> you have to take that shit off. What the fuck? I've never been to Chick-fil-A, bro. I always wanted to go see what the fuck they were talking about. Oh bro, it's fire. You most definitely should get some Chick-fil-A. I don't know if they have hella Chick Fil A's out in uh, Cali. Oh yeah, they got they got quite a bit. They got quite a bit. Always pass the fuck. I love Del Taco, bro. That's like my go-to. Del Taco, Chipotle. I have never had Del Taco, ever. What? <laughs> that shit's gas, bro. I fucking love Del Taco. The fucking the fuck I begin. It's like the epic, fucking epic guacamole burrito with the fucking cheesecake bites. Oh my god, bro. That shit's heavenly. But it's not. It's not- place you said what it's not like a fast food place yeah del taco is like some unhealthy bastard type shit yeah i've had bad experience with taco bell and i just think any like a taco or burrito fast food place is just like a no for me damn what was the experience bro taco bell meat is not real meat bro and and on top of that when they did have real meat they had like the cool ranch doritos locos tacos i don't know if you remember that shit that shit was so fire they took it away for no reason. Ever since that shit got taken away, I stopped eating Taco Bell. <laughs> Bruh. I remember there was a fucking conspiracy theory. People were saying that uh, the Taco Bell meat was kangaroo meat. Yeah, kangaroo and rat meat or some shit. Man. That shit, that shit don't feel like real meat, bro. <laughs> real meat, bro. Real meat. Oh, real meat. <laughs> we are the meats. <laughs> but I remember seeing another, basically... You didn't tweet it, but you're basically like retweeting. Uh, basically, when Queen Elizabeth died, they were talking about how much she was fucking worth and all the fucking money she had, type shit. <laughs> and and she's basically worth like trillions of dollars, basically. So I want to know if wife had a trillion dollars in his bank account right now, what would be the first five things you do? Uh, I want to first start off. Fuck Queen Elizabeth, smoking on your pack. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I buy, I, I buy a little like a little nice cribo, like you feel me, you feel me, a little nice whippo, like you feel me. <laughs> uh, I give a lot of money, a, a lot of money away, cause I like giving people shit and buying people shit. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, hella stripper bitches and a lot of chicken wings. That's the five things I buy. Oh, so you would you would buy the uh, the women to strip? That's what you're saying. Yeah, strip strip for me while I'm eating chicken wings. <laughs> chicken wings. Bro, is that really what you would buy? Chicken wings? Are you, like, real shit, like... Bro, like, I have all the money in the world. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll stop war and hunger. I'll donate to charities and all that. But, like, Yo. bro, once you have all the money, it's like, you you know, when you're playing GTA online and shit, you got all the money, you got all the apartments and shit, and whatnot. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well, I mean, fuck, that was your five things. Yeah, man, it's, it's the simple things in life that count. There you go. I'm gonna leave it at that. There you go. Uh, let's see where the fuck was I at. <laughs> Fucking Queen, bro. Queen Elizabeth was like, I ain't gonna lie, like, low key a piece of shit. Like, you know, taking shit from people and really not even just her. Like, museums in general, like, their whole thing is like taking shit from people and having making money off of it. Like, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, like- Fuck, they stole so many resources and rare artifacts from fucking Africa just to 
sell them and pawn them off and show them in, in fucking museums and shit and having the slaves yeah. the slaves for so long just being ruled out of the power and they just trying to brush it over the rug and like praise her like she's some god fuck that bitch <laughs> yes yeah they did a lot she, of disgusting she's just a, shit. she's just a nicer royal royal fucking hitler bro like i don't go fuck fuck that bitch yeah real shit i mean it's i don't know it's just fucking disgusting how like or even like in museums how they have like somebody's like literal dead body up there like that's fucked. Like if you that's like fucked. You go to see somebody's like a mummy or a tomb or some shit. That's somebody's body, bro. That's somebody's son type shit. Like what the fuck? Like you're based off imperialism going to other places and like like it's fucking clash of clans, just taking over shit and bro. having people people for like it's fucked. It's, it's, I can't wrap my my mind around it. I just don't fuck with how she was running shit. Cause my sister's from a my sister's from England. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in tune with shit that we have in England. Going back to, like, them just, like, taking shit and just, like, basically conquering shit. You know what's, like, kind of like a scary theory to me? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say we did go to, like, the moon or some shit, right? Like, like, let's say in this... For the sake of the argument, let's say we actually went to the moon or whatever. If... Mm-hmm. Like, how do I put it? What's to say that they didn't go to the moon, found people up there, and just killed everybody and came back? Nobody and said nobody was there. Type shit. Like <laughs> they Wait, literally don't. Go to kill everybody. No, like, it's who, like who the specific? the uh the uh the fucking powers that be. You feel what I'm saying? That shadowy figure, that shadowy hand type shit. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Whoever went to the moon, you know what I'm saying? The people that run shit. Like, bro, because they uh... they've done that shit before. Like with Native Americans or just in general, they like going to places. Saying they discovered it and then killing people type shit. Like, that's what they do. Nah, I, I don't know, bro. Because the universe is so wide and expanding. Mm-hmm. There's obviously other life out there. And they're trying to sweep it under the rug. But I don't I wouldn't be fucking surprised. And there's a lot of theories that say their space doesn't fucking exist. They yeah. went to the moon. That shit was like AI or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's something I'd be thinking about. Like, damn, like. What if they went somewhere and just said nobody was there and they really killed everybody, like, mm-hmm. and just conquered? I wouldn't be so fucking surprised. That's I don't know, fucking sketchy. But it's probably what Columbus tried to do, but just like, damn, there's too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> telling, bro, I'm telling you, bro. But you know, before we get put on a fucking list, you feel what I'm saying? Let's uh switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's calm it down, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I seen a tweet from me that said, at at this point. I don't know if I'm in love or I'm just scared of being alone. What what do you think is like the scariest part about that statement? If you're if you have the fear of being alone, you'll cling on to literally anything that gives you any amount of joy. Bro, down, nigga. Uh sorry. Like my, my cat's acting the fuck up. It's okay. Um Yeah, uh cling clinging to literally anybody that you can get your hands on that gives you any sense of euphoria that's it's it's a bad feeling it's nothing wrong with being alone but feeling lonely is just what hurts more but i have like a lot of mother issues so when it comes to girls i kind of like that nurturing aspect of shit Mm -hmm. so it may be really easy to conform into being relationships and falling a little bit too fucking hard so it kind of altered my reality. It's like, damn, do I actually genuinely like these people or 
I just hate being alone. Wow. I think one of the scariest uh, parts about that statement is like being in a relationship that makes it hard to differentiate. Being in a relationship that makes it hard to differentiate between the two. Like to where you don't know if you love this person or you don't know if you just are scared of being alone. I feel like being in a relationship like that, that what scares me that you can't differentiate between that. Like, I don't know if I'm saying that properly. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, but my outtake on love is literally unbreakable and un like you can't you can't rupture someone's love for them if you truly love them. Like us being young, we're so uh, we're fed this image of love and what it's supposed to look like, but we don't even know what it is. So we just are lustful, like horny fucking teenagers, just falling for anything just because of what we see and how love is supposed to be. And I feel like you don't really truly learn what love is until someone does you wrong and you still have feelings for them i feel like because love is like such a really strong strong word to me if i say i love you like i'll do anything for you yeah yeah and people just throw that word around so loosely and they don't have any meaning or threshold behind it they just say it how it is at face value just because they really like somebody or they're infatuated with them wow how do you deal with like heartbreak touches like oh, the love like the love from like your parent, like your your mom loves you no matter what type shit. That's that's what I think love is, especially in relationships. Yeah, it's like it's um there's it's limitless type shit. There's no limit to what they'll do for you. Yeah, and there's nothing you can like they can do to to make it alter in any way your love for them. So if people are under the impression they're in love in a relationship, they break up, they don't have feelings for them anymore. You don't you didn't love them, you love the relationship. That's how I think of it as. So how do you deal with like heartbreaks? Bro, I, I, I'm the last person to come to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have like a very self-destructive mindset when it comes with heartbreak. Because mm. bitches, just bitches, bro. Like, oh my God. Uh, I, I try, I try to get out of bed. I try to eat breakfast. I, I just try to practice good habits because... I'd usually just get high as fuck, just sleep in my fucking bed all day, just not eat, and bro, I feel so weak, and I'm just like, bro, I'm such a sad sack of shit, like, they're not doing the same shit to me, like, over me, so why would I feel this much pain over them when they don't feel the same towards me? Facts. Back to, back to, uh, don't let other people's, uh, like, emotions dictate yours, like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a rage room? Have you, I think I seen, did I see a video of you doing that? Was that you or no? A rage room? Yeah. Um, nah, isn't that like those small business areas where they just fucking break shit and smash it and throw vases? <laughs> yeah, you go in there and they play music and you just fuck shit up. I've always wanted to go in a room like that, but no. Yeah, I always want to go in there too and just destroy some shit because I'm big into like, I don't know, like, I, I still have a lot of work to do. If somebody like makes me mad, like, I'd be quick to, like, throw my phone and, like, just, I don't know. I'd be getting mad and <laughs> breaking I feel, shit. I feel like that room would be really fun. Like, all the built-up temper tantrums that you had suppressed since you were a child. You just, <laughs> you just let that shit all out. That oh, shit man. would be funny. Like, oh, man. Just beat the fuck out of an inanimate object. Like, some shit that don't. Like, oh, man. Like, 
bro. Just put a fucking baseball bat through a fucking car windshield or some shit. Man. So I seen a tweet from you that said, "This was this was this tweet was from a while ago." It said, "The come down off acid is bad." So what was like your acid experience like? Bro, I was taking. I was a. Nah, I don't want to get to what I was doing with acid too much, but okay. I was taking a lot of acid because I had a good supply of it, and I was just abusing it hella. Cause I felt so out of my body, and it just gave gave me a sense of like, damn, I'm really in this bitch. And one time I did like this heroic ass fucking trip that I regret, and it ruined my life. I was fucking, I was youth in my apartment. I took like three or four tabs, and I was just I went in my bathroom and I stared at myself in the mirror for like four hours. Oh wow! Like, four fucking hours, like tweaked out of my mind, just like. Why am I here? Because your mind just drifts so fucking much. And I had, that was my first time I ever had ego death. And I don't know, it just changed my life. Like, ever since that moment. How I viewed myself. The acid come down is literally the fucking worst. It's, just imagine depression. But, like, times fucking, like, ten. And your whole body is just so fucking tired. And, like, your vision is hazy as fuck. So looking back on it, do you think, do you think that, how to put it, looking back on it, do you regret having that experience or are you glad you went through it? I regret abusing shit so fucking much, but I'm thankful for it because it woke me the hell up. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs that wake up call because people don't, aren't, aren't always aware if they're going down a negative or a wrong path. So you need that wake up call. And that was that wake up call for me. Yeah. I should just everyone try some type of psychedelic at least once. Yeah, I've always been f- afraid of, uh, that's nothing going back to like the drugs and shit. That's one thing I've always been afraid of, like DMT or acid. I don't know why, even though I did the crazier shit, but the acid DMT always like, or what's the other one? Shrooms always scared me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. DM- DMT is some fucking Superman drug, bro. You never <laughs> catch me. What the fuck? You see yourself die? Like, it lasts for, like, 30 seconds, but the people who, like, be on DMT trips say it lasts, it feels like it lasts for hours or days. I don't ever want to fucking do that shit. Yeah, I've seen... So What'd you say? And it's just so intense, and they say they see themselves dying. Like, I don't want to see that bullshit. Like, why, why would you sign up for that? <laughs> yeah, I heard a story some guy, he fucking... I don't know if it was DMT or if it was, um, acid... But basically, he was, like, in the trip for, like, years, bruh. Like, he experienced a whole fucking lifetime. He said he was, like, a fish, and he had kids and shit. And then he came back to reality, and he was, like, super fucked up, and he was scared. Like... What the hell? This was, like, some bath salts-ass shit. Man, that's trippy, bruh. Like, that's, that's one thing that fucking scares me. Like, what if this is, like, a fucking... I don't know, like... I don't know. I don't even want to get into that, because that fucking scares me, like... Imagine having a fucking forever trip. My reality will be fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, that shit is... You're a fucking vegetable. Wait, what? Because it's so hard to talk off psychedelics. What the... F- See, I've never I've never done psychedelics. That's interesting. Yeah, you're just like in awe. And you're just like, what the hell? So many vibrant colors and feelings and emotions. You're just like, bruh. Can't even fathom words to describe it. You have to experience it yourself. I seen a, I seen a tweet from you, and again, I like, 
when I do research for interviews, I bring up like tweets or like videos and shit because that's how I do research. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that doesn't annoy you. Me keep bringing up tweets and shit like that. Nah, <laughs> you straight. But I remember I seen a tweet from you that said, I'm pretty sure this was like a joking tweet. It says, to be honest, I hope everyone dies and I have the world to myself. Like, <laughs> I, I know that was like obviously a joking tweet. But like, let's say like on some real shit, like you were the only person on earth. There were still food and homes everywhere. What would you do first and where would you go? Uh, I had a feeling this question was coming. <laughs> right when you said it. I, I wish that everyone else in the, in the world would die. Fuck. Um, dang. I could go anywhere. It's literally free roam. It's like mm-hmm. a Minecraft lobby. I don't even know, bro. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think too deep into that. I just said it because I was mad, bro. I can't, I can't even think. Where would I go to? What is my goals? I just bull in the crib, bro. Just still, like, making music and stuff because what the fuck can I do? I can't watch TV. There's no one manning, like, TV stations. I can't, I can't buy shit. There's no one working at any store. <laughs> yeah, fuck buying. You just take it, dog. Yeah, just take it, but for what? Yeah, bro, I got this new product back. Who the fuck am I going to show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's true. I can't nobody. <laughs> but you said you'd make music. Who's going to listen to it? Bro, myself? I'm like, damn, this shit hard. <laughs> and I just sit there and cry. I said, bro, this is some gas, bro. This shit's fire. Yeah, bro, it's too bad no one can fucking listen to it. I just break down, start crying. Nah, I feel like I go crazy. Just immense solitude for the rest of your fucking life. Man. I'd probably go to the mall. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> go to the mall. Yeah. Man, go to the mall and just, I don't know, just walk around like I own the place. I don't know what the yeah. fuck I would do. That's a pretty weird question. I don't know. I can't even take an airplane and fly anywhere unless you know how to fly a plane. So it's like, um, oh. kind of stuck here. Would you risk that? Hell nah. <laughs> Man. What about a boat? Would you try to drive a boat? <laughs> Let me drive the boat. I, I think it's easy. It's just like a car, but on water. But flying, nah, that's a whole, that's a whole extra shit. I used to be terrified of flying. That's why I started flying so fucking much when I have shows. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't... I'm, I still don't really like flying like that. What what scares you? What used to scare you about flying? Turbulence, bro. <laughs> Especially, uh... Coming from L.A., flying over Vegas, when I when I go from L.A. back to Atlanta, there's, like, so many wind currents. I remember one mm. time I was on a flight. We had to, we had a layover in uh, Las Vegas. We had to stay in the fucking air for, like, an extra two hours because the wind current was so fucking bad. That shit scared the fuck out of me. He was, like, doing 180 turns, fucking almost, like, barrel rolls, turning around, trying to escape the wind. That shit scared the fuck out of me. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> this nigga said die. barrel rolls. Oh, hell no. It felt like it. Like, <laughs> turbulence always. And I used to watch uh, the news and people were always talking about Because the news is so damn negative. They're always talking about people dying and yeah. plane crashes and shit. I used to see so many plane crashes. I, I just feel queasy about it. But when I go to shows, I'm not driving across the fucking country. I'm not driving two days straight. So fuck it, flight. See, now I'd rather do that or like be, get on a train. Because flying, I don't like how there's like, there ain't shit under you, bro. Like that shit is just air air and then the ground like fuck that and then they don't even give people parachutes type shit that don't make sense to me like i don't know i don't know life vest but not parachutes bro like i feel like everybody should have a fucking parachute on a plane maybe that's just me i don't know that it just doesn't make sense to me just in case you know what i'm saying motherfuckers need to jump off but so these are like 
the very, very last questions before I get into my 33 question segment of the podcast. Um, do you have any advice for any artists who are trying to build a fan base or a listener base? Advice for artists? Fluctuate your style of music and don't let your ego get the best of you because I feel a lot of artists, their egos inflate too fucking much because of the attention and they think they're above everyone. Everyone is, everyone should, everyone's on an equal playing field. Just because you have listeners and they look up to your music because it makes them feel good doesn't mean that you're a bigger or better person than anybody else. Learn your fan base and don't be stubborn. Give the people what they want so you can be able to maintain it and always be consistent. Yes, people always say, I made music for myself, I made music for myself. If you want a fan base, you have to give the people what they want. And you have to study them, get to know them, and be very communicative with your fan base because you want that peer-to-peer friendship relationship. You want people to relate to you, understand your emotions, and you be there for them as well. It gives kind of a family-oriented type feel. So it's not like you have a bunch of fucking fans who just look up to you. I feel with fan bases, it's more better if it's friend-oriented. And yeah, that's basically the gist. Just be very fucking consistent. And don't let uh, people tell you what you can and can't fucking do. Because literally anything is possible when it comes to music. That was solid fucking advice. Mm. So what's something you change about the underground scene? Um, I've changed about it. There's not that many uh, big forefrontal artists who... I don't want to like to my own horn or anything. Have a fan base like mine, if in my scene at least, because mm-hmm. uh, I talk to fucking everybody, and a lot of people know me from me just being positive and kind to people. So I feel like what I changed with the underground is uh, influencing people younger than me with uh being very in tune with their fan base and making loud music because most of the people who look up to me, they started going their own path to making music as well. So I feel like I, I feel like I made a good impact in the scene I'm in now. I'm just waiting for what's next and how I can help other people and broaden my audience, if anything. Wait, so you're saying that's what you change? You change like people interacting with their fan bases more? That's what you change? That's what I would change or what, what I have changed? Like what, what I would change? Yeah, what you would change, yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Uh, it's okay. What I would change. Uh, um, back to the fucking ego thing. Why everyone think they're fucking God just because they make music? It, it's, you're trying, they try to dictate what they can fucking make and they think they're above everyone, as I, as I said. But they're trying to revamp something that worked in the past that is now. Like, music's always changing. You can't be stuck in the 2016, 2015 times and think you're just going to fucking blow up off just posting on fucking SoundCloud. Be more positive to others and collaborate with others and stop thinking you're fucking better than anyone else. Stop witch hunting people for shit just because you're envious of them. Because with this whole COVID shit and everyone being online all the time, they just get so consumed in drama. It's kind of like all of the high school drama just went onto the internet and fucked up the whole like, music scene like this shit is about music being creative not fucking drama who hates who who hates who yeah that shit is and you know 
it's not just like that in the underground scene too. Like it's like that, like you said, COVID kind of fucked up a lot of shit and it made people become terminally online. Like yeah, fucking incels. <laughs> this guy. This thing is funny, bro. I really enjoyed this conversation. Like, chronically <laughs> online, bro. So, this is the last question before I get into my thirty-three question segment. Where do you see yourself in the underground scene in five years? Not underground, overground. Okay. <laughs> okay. And where uh, do? You... Oh, go ahead. I see myself being a very, very prominent and still making fucking noise. Still, still being relevant as way much more relevant than what I am now. So, have a very long, uh, very long career. And where do you see the underground scene in five years? If shit doesn't change, change up. Within the next year or two, I see it in the fucking dirt with how people are acting. Mm. It's be just becoming so oversaturated with bullshit. It's taking the fun out of the music to the point where people don't want to even make the music anymore. Yeah. And let's pray. More unity, how, how it used to be. Let's pray to God that that doesn't happen because in five years, I still want to be interviewing some fucking lit underground artists. Uh, yeah, but... Going back to the thing you said about unity, do you think there's somebody who can come and bring shit together? Do you think that's possible? Most definitely. It's just that throne is empty right now, and it's just waiting for someone to sit in the seat. What would that person need to do? I feel like the person who deserves that title, they're bringing up others with them. Like how Collective used to work, like GDC, members only, shit like that. They had one, one or two forefrontal artists, and they brought others up with them, and they all started eating good, and it made everyone a community and whole, and feel like they can relate to that. Like, oh, he can do it, I can fucking do it too. But now it's just more so everyone having God complexes, thinking they're the fucking best, and they don't need anyone else's but themselves. That's why I think it's kind of going into the dirt, because people aren't aiding others. It's about whoever can get famous first. Mm. But you you think it can be changed though with the right person? Yeah, most definitely it can be changed. Damn, you're the only I've asked that question to a lot of people, and you're the only person that said that you think it could be changed. Like Yeah, it can be changed. A lot of people feel like it's kind of too far gone. So it's kind of inspirational that you feel that way and you feel like it can be changed and there can, you know, be a good out of it. Music is always changing. People are just losing hope as to what it's becoming. It's just we don't have anyone at the top <laughs> to be able to drive it how how it used to work back then wow they either fell off or just went to the fucking dirt or they're not doing it correctly we've had we've had some people who who were able to do that within the past couple of years but they just pissed it the fuck away that's very wow Fuck, man, this interview made me think a lot. Okay, so everybody listening, this is the very end of the podcast. I'm about to get into the My 33 Questions segment where I ask the guests 33 random questions and they have to answer it as quickly and as truthfully as possible. Are you ready, Vife? Yeah, I'm ready. Let me sit in my seat right quick. <laughs> Bro. All right. Okay. Question number one. 
DBZ or don't play? Neither. <laughs> nah, DBZ, DBZ. If you could have a conversation with any real or fictional person, who would you choose? Uh, fucking, fucking, uh, uh, um, um, Zendaya. Oh, that was that was a banger answer, bro. <laughs> if <laughs> if someone gave you a plant that was dying, what would you do with it? Uh, I'd water it, and if it was dead, I don't know. I'd, I'd piss in it. I don't know. I, I try to bring it to life. <laughs> would you rather be a carpet floor or a wood floor? Carpet is softer, but 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 uh, hardwood floor is more easier to clean. I'm gonna go with hardwood floor. Why do you love making music? Uh, it ta- it helps me escape reality for a minute. What's something you always wanted to do but never got the chance to? Uh, fuck. Travel outside of the country, experience new places and demographics. That's what I've always wanted to do. What character do you resonate with the most? Chucky, Michael Myers, or Jason? <laughs> uh, Jason, I'd probably say Jason. <laughs> Jason's the more the more fly one. Chucky's kind of creepy as fuck to me. <laughs> if you could fly, where would be the first place you go? Fucking Area 51, I'll fly in that bitch and see what the fuck they got going on. If there was a one world government and you were the president, what would be the first thing you'd do? Uh... Free healthcare. <laughs> oh, banger answer, bro. If you could, if you could make a song with anyone, who would you make a song with? Fucking, fucking, fucking. Uh, Zilla, Zilla, Kami, or Tyler the Creator. Those are my two dream features. Without saying any names, is there anyone that comes close to understanding you? My brother Quank understands me, but. My ex as well, she understands me really well. She 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 saw me for like what I truly was and truly am. Like in my homie rehab too. Like we're really close friends. How was your day today? It was shitty. I I was really unproductive. I didn't do much. I was uh I just felt down in the dumps, but I'm doing a little bit better after this interview. I got shit off my chest. Tomorrow's gonna be a better day, it's always tomorrow. Would you rather fight a pit bull-sized squirrel or a raccoon-sized alligator? A raccoon-sized alligator? Nigga, a raccoon-sized alligator, obviously. I just step on that little ass, nigga. <laughs> all that fucking big. An alligator, though? That shit's scary. Dumb. Squirrels are kind of dumb, though. Nah, I'm still going with the alligator raccoon. <laughs> alligator raccoon. Okay. <laughs> How would you attempt to end homelessness in America? Uh... Raise our minimum wage <laughs> and stop investing money so much into uh into into warfare and uh in defense. Aid your own country, Biden. What are you doing? Why are you dumping our tax dollars all into Ukraine? Stop. We're, we're poor. <laughs> are you happy with how twenty twenty three is going for you? No. <laughs> If you were in the WWE, who would you want your debut fight to be against? Triple H. I want to beat his fucking ass. <laughs> Bro. What was the last movie or show you watched? Last 
Last show I watched, I got into uh, Chainsaw Man. Okay. What's a memory you wish you could experience again? Oh, a memory I wish I could experience again. Ooh, this is a tough one. Fuck. Hmm. I, I honestly can't think of anything. Next question. Yeah, it's okay. You can skip. Yeah, that was a deep question. You can skip that. Yeah. Vife or corpse spin? Neither. What cards? They both suck. Bruh, that is not. You said they both suck. That ain't true. <laughs> Get this nigga off the stage. They both suck. Uh, what cartoon had the biggest impact on your childhood? Uh, Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends. <laughs> if you could drink anything right now, what would you drink? Bro, I want some fucking, uh, I want a strawberry lemonade right now because I don't drink soda because soda is very unhealthy for you. I got root beer in the fridge, bro. I ain't drank soda in a long time, but I need some root beer. I only drink, like, water, lemonade, or sweet tea and teas and shit. What's your favorite number? Uh, seven or 13. Do you want to have kids? Yes. I, I want, like, a big army. I want to take <laughs> over the fucking world. Hypothetically speaking, what would be the first... Blah, hypothetically speaking, what would be the name of your first kid? Hmm, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd probably make him a junior and just call him Hova too. Okay. Would you rather sleep in a tub forever or in a bounce house forever? Bro, a bounce house is way more, like, comfortable. It's soft. Well, it's not soft. It's so inflatable. But being in a bathtub, that's just so cold. Like, I can sleep. <laughs> With a bathtub, do I have, like, comforters and sheets and shit in it? Yeah. Hmm. And a bounce house like, is outside. Bad. Oh, no, fuck no. I'd layer, like, the bathtub with, like, pillows and shit at the bottom and, uh, comforters and shit. Yeah, I'd take the bathtub. If you were... If you were in the movie Twilight, would you be a human, a vampire, or a werewolf? I'd be a vamp, and I'd fuck Bella. (laughs) Oh, yo! This guy is a maniac. This guy is a criminal. This man's on delinquent behavior, man. (laughs) If you could give your 12-year-old self-advice, what would you say? Get your head out the fucking gutter. You bitch-ass nigga. It gets better. Hmm. Do you believe in ghosts or spirits? Yes, I do. If you could own any company without buying it, what company would you want to own? (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Without saying any names, is there someone that you hate? No, I don't hate anybody. I I don't... Hate... Hate is kind of a duality to love. Hate is kind of a form to love, I think, to me. You despise someone so much, it's kind of an obsession. I don't, I don't think anyone, I'll let anyone ever have that power over me to hate them. That was a good answer. <laughs> Would you rather own a jet or a yacht? Honestly, a yacht. Because a yacht would be more fucking fly. Because I'd be too scared to fly a jet. And me whipping a yacht just seems like cool as fuck. Whipping the yacht, <laughs> bro, and those things are like they have like those houses in them, like bro, they're like houses in that bitch. And yachts, those yachts be so fucking nice. Spotify or SoundCloud? 
Spotify is way better quality and true way format. But just SoundCloud because that's what I grew up on and that's the first music platform I ever had. I'm, I'm going to stick to SoundCloud. Okay. This is the very last question. What does the perfect dinner for Vyth look like? Bro, I love me some fucking Olive Garden. Give me like a good ass salad and some pasta and like a wine or some shit. Bro, that sounds like a like middle-aged white mom meal. But bro, like I'm knocked after that shit. Oh. Some good ass fucking Italian food. Oh. I like salads too. Like I like salads a fucking lot. Olive Garden salads go crazy. See, no, I, I I fucked with that meal, but Olive Garden just fucked it up. I hate Olive Garden, dog. That shit is oh, disgusting. Hey. Olive Garden. <laughs> that shit is horrible. I oh my god, that shit is just not good. Depends what you got. I literally what the fuck did I get? I got uh, it was like some pop. I think it was chicken Alfredo. That's what I got. Chicken Alfredo. Did I get, yeah, I think I got chicken Alfredo. The chicken sh- Alfredo was good. Like, I used to get that all the time, but... That shit was ass. <laughs> I'd rather go to uh, Applebee's, bro. I fuck with Applebee's low-key. Only thing I get from Applebee's is... I used to get from Applebee's is, like, the, the riblet shit or, like, the boneless wings I had for, like, $10 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> riblet. That's a funny word, riblet. <laughs> riblet? Riblet, bro. Riblet. Is that what it's called, a riblet? I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, though. Yeah, I think that's the name, riblet. Riblet. Now, so before I end this interview, what, what, because you talked about wine, I'm a, I call myself a wine connoisseur. You know what I'm saying? I love wine. What type of wine do you drink? I like Pinot Gringo a lot. <laughs> is, is that is that a red? That's that's a red. What did you say? That's a red. That's a red wine. No, Pinot Gringo, uh, I, and I like other white wines too. Oh, I'd you be getting like a like a middle aged white mom just sitting at fucking home, bro. I don't be drinking heavy shit like vodka and all yeah, that nah. It, it takes too much, too much willpower to get drunk, bro. <laughs> it's too much energy. Yeah, I really fuck with uh with Merlot. That's like my that's my shit, man. That's some real soccer mom shit, but Merlot. The 14 hands, oh my god. Only fuck with red wine, that shit's amazing. But, red wine's good too. And uh, fucking sangria, I love sangria. I never, bro, I never got to fucking try that. That's on my list. Sangria is like so sweet. Okay, so this is the very last part of the interview. I want to add, I'm gonna send you, fuck, can I click it? I'm gonna send you a link of this through Instagram and I want you to tell me what's the first thing that pops into your head. Hmm. I'm being honest, I forgot what the fuck this is. I just have it linked and it says send to life. But it's like a voice memo. Voice memo? Oh my god, I don't even remember what the fuck this is. It's loading. <laughs> Yo, I did not know you could do this. But what's up? I just took a shit. I feel energized as fuck. Shit! What's up? I just look at shit. <laughs> no, I was probably high as hell, and I didn't know they added uh, Twitter voice memos. That's crazy as fuck. Two years ago, I thought I thought I sent you that. I thought that was I thought that was funny. So, uh, for everybody listening, this was the Vife interview. I'm super fucking happy I got this interview. This is 
I, I don't even know how to explain how huge this is for me. I just been li- again. I told you guys I've been listening to him since I found out about D. Cool Pharaoh back in like 2021. So it's cool that I'm actually I was listening to this person's music and now I'm sitting in the fucking chat with them in a Discord and I'm fucking interviewing them. It's, it's just super fucking cool. Dang. Uh, Dang. And this interview, how long has this interview been like kind of like in the works kind of since like what maybe two weeks something like that? I messaged mm-hmm. you like two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I just got out of the swamp, swamp with bullshit. And yeah, we finally uh, sat down and talked. It was a really good conversation. I fuck with this. Yeah. Did you did you did you fuck with the thirty three question segment? Did you like that or was that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the quick uh questions and stuff. It's random as hell. You kind of like uh 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 um good <laughs> questions. Yeah, this is this was super fucking cool. It's ten eleven p.m. for me right now. What time is it for you, Vife? Uh, one eleven. Well, no, not one eleven. I'm not in Atlanta right now. Uh, twelve eleven. Yeah. So it's super fucking late, man. We still fucking cook this up. We both try to still keep high energy. You feel me? This is a really yeah. dope episode. I think people can definitely find some sort of resolve from this interview. I think that you guys can see. We'll be able to see like more of a personal side of Vice. That's what I try to capture in this interview. Um. There's even some fucking tidbits about me that I put in there that nobody knows, so it's super fucking cool. I'm gonna leave all that shit in. Um, real and raw. Real and raw. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you want to say to the people listening, Vife? Any projects you got coming up, or or anything you want to uh, say? I have it. Uh, uh, EP coming uh, on March 23rd, 2023. Follow your fucking dreams. Fuck everybody. If they don't fuck with you, fuck them. And yeah, uh, shout out uh, NLM. Shout out my ex bitch. Fuck you. I hope you die in a car crash. Just kidding. I love you. And, <laughs> oh my uh, god. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the fucking wife interview, the 17th interview of Obscurements Podcast. Um, if you like interviews with underground artists, gamers, YouTubers, inventors, anybody in between, follow me. Um, I like to do interviews. I'll leave Vyth's links down below. I'll leave in a limb link down below. Um, if Vyth drops anything before this interview comes out, I'll leave that link down below. And yeah, it's been your boy Make Love, your boy Vife, and we out. Peace. Drink water. <laughs>